0: want just dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the sickle CAI toll free line 800-259-9231 tonight it's Ian here with you and Josh and Mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com all the features are free so enjoy those on us again that's freetalklive.com we'll take your calls about anything that's the point of the program uh coming up here we'll give you another update on what's been going on in New Hampshire with the marijuana celebrations, the cannabis celebrations happening at 420 every single day. Uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, they continued over the weekend, as we weren't broadcasting on Sunday, obviously. So we weren't weren't able to tell you about the exciting things that happened yesterday. Uh, plus some crazies showed up today, so we'll talk about it all here in a little <laughs> bit. More crazies. And uh, the toll-free number again is 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and the fun and talk to Cameron in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Cameron.
1: Hey, guys. How are you tonight?
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
1: I wanted to call in about the uh, now 30-year-old Roman Polanski case.
0: Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Roman Polanski, of course, uh, he's a famous film director. He did Rosemary's Baby. He did The Pianist a couple years back. Uh, His wife was one of the people murdered by Manson's people. Uh, And in 1978 or 77, when he was 44 years old, he was photographing for a magazine, a French magazine, he was photographing a 13-year-old girl in Jack Nicholson's house, Uh, and they ended up having sex. Um, And they both said that the sex was consensual, although he did admit to giving her alcohol to, I guess, take away her nerves. Uh, He went to court uh, in 78 in California. He made a deal where he had to go to psychiatric evaluation for 42 days, and then they were going to sentence him to time serves. Uh, But then it turned out that the judge he had really, really liked to get celebrity cases, Mm -hmm. and he found out that the judge was going to renege on the plea deal that he made and sentence him to actual jail time, so he fled... To France, where he was a citizen who will not uh, and they, of course refused to send uh, to extradite back to the United States, so okay, he stayed in France, and then the other day he was in Zurich, Switzerland, and as soon as he stepped foot into Zurich, he was arrested by Swiss authorities with a oh, state no. of California arrest warrant
0: Oh, that's awful,
1: yes, so
0: well I don't think uh, that that one should
2: be, fu- I don't think one should What's be that? plying thirteen year olds with alcohol and uh, thirteen old oh, did no, the 13
0: year old no. not know what would happen if she drank alcohol? perhaps not. Thirteen's thirteen, man. Thirteen's thirteen I know, but uh, I agree
1: with that. But in they even in court, her both her parents said, Well, don't send him to jail for a long time and even in the last few years, even the girl that it happened to was now older said that, you know, he's probably suffered enough, don't sentence him to jail time, don't arrest him, just drop the charges. Even the girl said it, and her parents at the time, and states don't want to drop it, I don't know, you know? Yeah,
2: oh, I, I agree with that part. If they made a deal, then, they, then the deal was made, and, and that's what the deal should be. Uh, and uh, the judge uh, reneging on that that deal bothers me very much, but I don't honestly think that, um you know, I don't, I don't think that there should be deals made, quite honestly. Has he been considered a fugitive all these years?
1: Yeah, he's been a fugitive from the law, and he can't, I mean... He would only travel – I think he was a Polish and French citizen, and that's the only place he'd travel because they won't extradite citizens to the U.S. He could never go to Britain, couldn't go to the U.S., couldn't go to Switzerland, but he did anyways.
0: Wow. So, so what does this mean yeah. for him? I mean, is he facing uh, se- several extra charges?
1: I, I, mean, I don't – he's still facing – It's. I think the official – it wasn't statutory rape. They They lowered – part of the plea deal was they lowered it to – like improper sexual intercourse or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he should be, a 44-year-old man should be getting a 13-year-old drunk and having sex with her. But, I mean, she obviously, I mean, it was consensual. She did admit that, and she did say later is that her parents that, you know, they they liked the deal, whatever it was, to let him off after 42 days in a psychiatric hospital. And he was going to get screwed by the judge. So, I you know, I can kind of understand fleeing after that, especially when you made the deal.
0: Sure. I do, too. Well, thanks for sharing um, that with us tonight, Cameron. Yeah. Any other thoughts?
1: Uh, no, just well, uh, just that they also said at the time when it happened, even uh, I guess apparently he's a pretty arrogant guy, and I guess at the time they the, the press used this whole idea of arrogance and the fact that he was uh, Jewish. I guess they kind of used it against him, and it kind of made the case seem a lot worse. And they say that was part of the reason for such a, why there was such a Why the judge wanted to do that and why there was kind of a vicious backlash against him, I don't know. Again, I don't think it was right for him to sleep with a 13-year-old girl, but (laughs) still.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Cameron. I appreciate hearing from you you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I think that uh, people should be free to think whatever they want to think about Roman Polanski, but as long as he didn't harm anybody, uh, as long as he didn't hurt anybody, then I don't think there's been a crime committed. So you can say it's right or wrong whatever he did, and if you think it's wrong, then you should not see his movies. And I don't know if he even makes movies anymore. So you should do what you need to do to ostracize somebody who you think has uh, has done wrong. Otherwise, leave Mahel alone. I mean, he. It seems to me that uh, this is a really really a non-issue.
2: Well, I have a real problem with the parents' choice of leaving their thirteen-year-old daughter all night. It apparently, you know, what's the thirteen-year-old girl doing at this photo shoot alone?
0: I don't know. I mean, doesn't one have these questions? I guess the parents really didn't have those questions. So, again, yeah. it's their daughter. Um, they are kind of in control of that situation. And, I mean, some people left their kids alone with Michael Jackson at much younger than 13. What were those parents thinking? And
2: don't you, don't you think it's wrong for Michael Jackson to go plying those children with alcohol in order to have sex with them?
0: I don't know if Michael Jackson had sex with children. I don't know if there's evidence of that. He had a Ferris wheel and a giraffe.
2: Right. He had Jesus juice is what they called the wine, by the way. I think
0: that Michael Jackson is somebody who didn't grow up like most people grew up. And he may be in a very strange uh, well may have been in a very strange mental place that may have uh, made it so that he felt like he was able to better get along with children. And who knows what went on behind closed doors there? I mean, was Michael Jackson a child molester? I don't know. Looks darn suspicious. Looks suspicious. Probably pretty strange uh, goings-on. I'm not saying they were all entirely proper, I guess, as most people might might consider things proper or improper. But what's done is done. Those parents brought their kids over and they left them alone with Michael Jackson.
3: You know, maybe they played a few games of Truth or Dare. I mean, all, all signs sort of point
0: to the fact that he was a little boy in a man's body. Exactly. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Maybe they played doctor. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, there's the one. There's the one part of the case where there, you know, the, the little boys uh, apparently made some kind of comment about, uh, you know, uh, how his uh, genitalia looked particularly unique, and they were. Wait,
0: that was Michael Jackson that said that about? No, no, no. It oh, okay. was
2: the uh, the little boy apparently claimed that that, and there was. That a, Michael Jackson's genitalia looked unique. Yes, and there was a doctor uh, that you know <laughs> they wanted to look at it and all that kind of thing.
0: Who knows what kind of plastic surgery he had done down there? 800-259-9231. Okay, right, <laughs> Let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Mike. Hey, Maybe. what's up, Ian? Hey, you're on the air. Is this Big Mike? Yes, it is. Big Mike from uh, the Manchester area who was heading up today's 420 uh, Cannabis Celebration. I'd rather call them celebrations than protests. I realize the news media yeah. has been calling them protests. Uh, but it's to me it seems like it's a celebration of uh, acting like free people, at least in this uh, this one aspect. You decided to... It's been going on for days now in Keene, actually for an entire week pretty much, uh, and the, the numbers just keep getting bigger, and it's just a, an amazing event. Uh, you decided to start it up in Manchester, and it happened today. What's uh, what's the story?
4: Well, I, you know, it wasn't nearly as big as what you guys have going on in Keene, but for the first time out, I think Ridley counted 33 people that were there.
0: That's a great turnout.
4: Uh, yeah, actually it was, and you know... The, there were a lot of people that came walking by and saw the signs, and, hey, you know, what are you guys doing here? And we told them that it's going down every day. So, you know, we anticipate that tomorrow will be bigger. So it's in um, a public
0: park in Manchester, New Hampshire?
4: Yeah, it's Veterans Park. So it's, it borders right up to uh, Elm Street, right in the main drag there in downtown Manchester.
0: So, so how long did you all hang out today? It started at 420, and when did it yeah, end? Yeah,
4: we we just got back. We, we probably walked in the door maybe uh, about a half hour or so ago um it started dying down uh, after a couple of hours we actually it's this is kind of funny we ran into some technical difficulties nobody brought any pot to the event so what I, yeah it's, it's funny for a 20 event uh i you know i i don't smoke so it, it's pretty rare that you see me with some and um i just figured you know for the the opening ceremony i guess if you want to call it that i'd, I'd light somebody's joint and then hand it back to them uh i think in the in the future, I'll probably just walk around holding Bud. So if the police show up, you know, I've got it. I'm not much of a smoker anymore. You know, yeah. I used to smoke all the time, but not too much anymore. So, um, Cool. But so yeah, I good. mean, I, somebody actually went and, and, and got some pot and brought it back. And we smoked. And the police were there. And the police didn't do anything. And I went over and talked to them just for a quick minute and, you know, let them know, if, 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 you know, we're going to come back here tomorrow. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of the police chief. You know, I sent him a letter. I've left him a voicemail message. Huh, still uh, has I, 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 w- I went, I back went to you. into the I w- I went into the police station where he works with the butt of marijuana and who can I talk to about the drug war here? So uh, well, I asked up. the two officers. I asked the two officers and the. Uh, I'll
0: tell you what. You can uh, finish the story here in a moment. Hang on. More with uh, Big Mike from Manchester. We'll also fill you in on what happened in Keene over the weekend. Take your calls about anything. Free talk Live.
5: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday.
0: Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Josh. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. And that's freetalklive.com. And uh, by the way, of those features, we have live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you at Listen. Dot free dot com.
2: Now is the time for you and your family to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides just such training. Without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes, secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today, plus the included 30-state concealed weapons permit and a free handgun, the uh, SD Excuse me, the Springfield Armory XD pistol. I actually um, saw one uh, this
3: weekend and it's a it's fine looking huh? weapon, yeah. I really own one is. of those. It's a it's a very very nicely machined pistol.
2: You know, I I I hate to talk down about some other uh, uh, you know pistol, but I I I like it better than the uh, the other uh, you know revol or Excuse me, the other automatics that I've seen. I'm pretty impressed with it. So, at FrontSight.com, you can go there today. That's FrontSight.com.
0: All right, as we continue, Mike is with us. Uh, Big Mike, one of the newer activists here in New Hampshire, really arrived with a splash. We talked about his first uh, real uh, jump into the pool of activism here. And, of course, if you've listened to the show before, you know there are a lot of people that are making the move to New Hampshire. They have signed up as uh, part of the Free State Project, and they've pledged to move their lives up here and get active for freedom. Mike, uh, Big Mike, you are one of them. You arrived, I think sometime this summer, decided to go into the Manchester Police Department holding a bud of marijuana, asking to meet with uh, an officer, preferably the police chief, and they never sent anybody out to see you. They basically ignored the fact that you were standing in their lobby holding a, uh, a piece of contraband. And today you took it to the next level. Uh, you've organized a 420 event in Manchester in a public park had about 33 people show up, and uh, apparently everybody forgot the bud is what you were telling us, and somebody managed to go and get some, and the, the smoking began. The The police were there, but they didn't interfere. How close did the cops come to uh, the, the celebration, if you will, Big Mike?
4: Well, they were probably uh, 30 yards away from us. They were sitting in an unmarked car really? uh, parked against the sidewalk in Elm Street, there were a couple other like patrol cars that were driving around but those two guys pretty much sat there the whole time. Um when uh the weed got lit up, you know, and we smoked it and then after it was all gone, I walked over and said, "Well, you guys missed it today. We're going to be back here tomorrow and so <laughs> you know, I, I I I let them know what I'm what I'm trying to do, you know. And I I really am trying to like be sincere and get a dialogue going with you know, I know the police chief's a busy guy. He's probably not going to be with me. Who the hell am I, right?
6: Hmm. But
4: he could probably get one of his, you know, second or third guys, you know, down the chain of command to come out and say, you know, I, I, I really do. I, I can't imagine that all of those police officers, you know, like what they do when it comes to the drug war here in Manchester. Some of them have to have some common sense. Some of them have to understand that they're ruining people's lives by doing this. And, you know, I'm, I hope so. I'm, I'm, what did they
0: say to you when you came up to, t- to tell them you are doing it again tomorrow?
4: He he, nothing. I mean, it's, I don't want to say that he didn't acknowledge me, but uh, you know, he just said okay and you know, nodded his head. They were hmm. professional and cordial. They weren't being dicks or anything like that. They were kind of cracking jokes. One cop drove by a couple of times and gave us all the thumbs up. So I
0: interesting. Mean, well, yeah, I guess but, we'll find out uh, what happens over time because the uh, the first first day they didn't arrest anybody here in Keene. Second day they didn't, and then the third day they did decide to uh, to make an arrest. So. Who knows uh, if they're plotting strategy or if they are going to leave you guys alone? Because uh, it seems like seems like the Manchester police have been leaving the the marijuana issue be, at least when the uh, when it comes to the activists kind of challenging them on it. Uh, whereas they've been cracking down on things like open carry. Whereas the reverse has been happening out here in Keene, and nobody has a problem with open carrying out here, which by the way is fully legal in New Hampshire. People can carry weapons openly, no problem, uh, without any sort of permitting or anything like that. So they leave us alone for open carry out here, but it's not hard to get arrested for uh, for marijuana this, out this way. So it'll be interesting to see as things develop. Uh, I know that there was a Keene contingent that went out your way today. What percentage of your 33 would you say was uh, had come out from Keene?
4: Um, I would say... Probably seven.
0: okay, all right, so hopefully you'll be able to fill them in with uh, with Manchester people um and continue to grow the event. Would you say that the event was mostly activists, or did you have some uh, some regular Manchester types uh, come out too? yeah
4: it it, it it was mostly uh, other free Staters and activists. Um there were some of the the locals that were there. Um, and I think that, you know, from people driving by and seeing the signs and honking their horns, I mean, if they, if they read the paper or watch the news and they heard about what's going on in Keene, they might start to think, you know, that it's going to start happening here in Manchester. Um, some of the, the people that were there in the park that came over to see actually see what we were doing, we told them, and they know to come back tomorrow at 420. So.
0: Great. It's word of mouth that really made this huge. It wasn't any sort of blog post over at freekeene.com or anything uh, that we did online. It was just the word around town that people were telling other people, People, and that's why we've had over a hundred people out for the last several days. And uh, big Mike, keep up the great work, okay? Yeah, thanks, thanks for care. the call, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And of course, uh, would like to see this start happening more often in more places. I don't know if it's going to go much further than Keener, Manchester, but uh, you know, I'd like to see it happen down in Austin, Texas, or in San Francisco, California, or in Concord, New Hampshire. Anywhere else that somebody can put this together, I think would be great.
2: I don't disagree with what you're saying as far as it, it um, showing up in, in other places. Please understand that. Um, but what do you think it's going to do? Like, try to try to tell me how elsewhere. The, yeah, well, anywhere. It, it, give me some idea of well, what here the future is going to look
0: like here in New Hampshire. I would hope it would attract more people here that would be willing to get active. I think I would hope that it would excite people I can about see that. what's going on up here, and that they'll come out and join us.
2: Okay, so um, in other places, what what's it going to do there? I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah, I just I I can't see this kind of activism other than making people free to smoke marijuana in Central Square or some park someplace mm-hmm. at, um, 420. at 420 on any given day. then And that's the best opportunity. I see the other possibility of them bringing in the New Hampshire National Guard and arresting people. I don't know what that's going to look like. And the times that the, Nas- uh, the, the National Guard have been brought in, things haven't looked so great for mass mm-hmm. arrests. Um, but those are like the two possibilities I see there. I don't see necessarily... That marijuana will become legal. It seems like it would put a certain amount of pressure on the uh, politicians and the bureaucrats to try to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, like as a direct result, hmm, it doesn't seem like the cops are going to say throw their hands up in the air and say, "Oh, I guess that's it."
0: Well, they didn't show up today. I can tell you that. Well,
2: it, I'm not talking about the event. I'm talking about marijuana and smoking in yeah. general. Marijuana I don't possession know.
0: in general. I, Mark, I don't know what to expect. I don't I'm, I'm new to this. Um, I have uh, I like the idea of civil disobedience. I think that history shows that civil disobedience is effective. Um, how effective it will be in this case, I'm not sure. Will there be political change that comes about as a result of it? I don't know.
3: At the very least, it's showing the inconsistency in the application of the law.
0: Mm-mm. That 's pretty easy to, to show you 're right about that uh, it 's certainly ge- uh, garnering some controversy. People are talking about the issue. People who otherwise never would have set foot in activist circles have come out to this event and they 've met some activists so I think that's you know i think from a, from a socializing aspect' it 's fairly positive we 're bringing people together who probably a lot of them don 't know one another and they, and you know they 're getting to know one another maybe we 'll uncover a few more golden activists out of uh, as a result of this i don't know as far as the political process is concerned there is a city council meeting here in Keene this week and this may result in one of the highest turnouts for the city council meeting ever it, I mean, it is a lynch. Oh, there's the music. There have is. To continue Every time that you try later. to talk. 800 259 That's the, the SACL-CAI toll free line. So the people that are kind of inside the system have been begging activists of the civil disobedience type to come inside the system and work within the system. Well, they might get their wish this week. When My knees are worn out. I'm
1: tired of begging.
0: 800-259-9231. I don't mean begging, but I mean uh, the smokers coming in from the park into the city hall this week. Who knows?
5: Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's E-U-S-Coin.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Josh. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Features, by the way, including the wiki. We've got over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive uh, for free. Edit virtually anything you see there. W-I-K-I wiki freetalklive.com. Just kind of uh, bringing people up to speed on what's been going on here uh, at the marijuana or the cannabis celebrations, we'll continue that here in a moment.: Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of Freedoms Phoenix get every
2: day. Readers of Freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lies of propaganda and the relationships that we have with coercive governments freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch, freedomsphoenix.com.
0: So the cannabis celebrations have been happening at 420 in the afternoon every single day since early last week. So it's been about a week they've been going on. They've been going on publicly since last Thursday. So it, it just keeps getting bigger. It started with two people hanging out, getting high in the uh, the central square, and it expanded to uh, today probably about uh, 80 to 100 people. The turnout was slightly down due to some folks heading out to Manchester, New Hampshire for their first 420 celebration. It was also the weather wasn't... The greatest today. But I thought yesterday would be bad because there was it was rainy pretty much all day. It cleared a little bit as far as it wasn't raining toward the afternoon, but all day it was rainy yesterday. I thought that was going to affect things. Turns out, turnout yesterday was about 200. Gotcha. So yesterday was the biggest day so far. It was down slightly, I would say, today. Probably, I don't know. I'm not good at estimating numbers, but there was still a good crowd of people in, uh, in Keene Central Square today. Lots of people honking their horns. As they're going by, and, of course, continued media attention, WBZ Television from Boston was out mm. today. Their reporter was there. I, uh, I was interviewed briefly uh, by them as well Cheers. as Andrew Carroll, one of the other activists out here. So that's good news. I know that the story hit FARC yesterday. FARC.com, someone submitted a link to one of the Keen Sentinel stories about the, the, uh, the cannabis celebration. So FARC picked it up, which means a lot of news people probably saw that because uh, people all across the industry look at FARC. As as a news source, so maybe that's why WBZ showed up, or maybe they just finally decided they would come out. But still, the news coverage continues. The uh, the people continue to show up. And the detractors continue to detract. Mark, you're going to share one with us uh, here in a moment of what one of the trash talkers has been saying. Of course, the usual insults have been rolled out. A bunch of losers, get a job! That kind of mm-hmm. stuff about people that are smoking cannabis at 4.20 in the afternoon. Because, you know, everybody who's responsible works from 9 to 5, right? Yeah, my baby takes the morning train. It's just not 9 nonsense. to 5 every day. It's just uh, poppycock. People have various different shifts. We live in a world where some things operate 24 hours a day and you have to have staff in places certain places at certain times. So lots of just because people are out of work at four twenty doesn't mean they aren't going to work at six o'clock. It I doesn't. wasn't able to attend today because yeah. I was at work. But you've been to how many so far? Uh,
3: days when I'm not in school or working. I, I will go for maybe an hour.
0: You mean you're not skipping class to go get high at Central Square? You're not
3: Oh no, no, uh, no I'm no. not. I'm actually probably sitting in the library studying, researching or drawing in the studio room. We're
0: going to continue here and take your calls. Uh, let's go to Adam in California. We'll get to that little comment that we're going to share in a moment. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Hey, can you introduce Josh to the audience?
0: Josh is here. Uh, he is with us tonight. He's How been you doing? on the show a couple of times before. He's Josh. Uh, oh, Josh.
7: Wow. We know him for anything else. I'm just wondering where he's from
3: and stuff. Uh, my cartoon likeness appears sometimes in and. Uh, in Co-host Dale's Anarchy in Your Head. I am the inspiration for the Angry Josh character.
0: Right. Uh, Anarchyinyourhead.com. If you've been there and you've watched uh, and you've uh, viewed those various different comics as they've come out, you've seen a few with Angry Josh in them. He's really not that angry in real life. I'm, I'm, I'm animated. He's he's here with us uh, tonight. I
2: you know, I New yeah, Hampshire native. I I'd, I'd feel kind of uh, silly on the first night uh, of Free Talk Live uh, if we tried to explain what we were before the show came on, you know. Yeah. Um
0: Well, I used to uh, sell ads here at this station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hope that answers your question, Adam. What other yeah, right uh, thoughts on. did you have tonight?
7: Um I wanted to just say that those uh, videos, the obscure truth network and the other ones that are on Free Keen, were giving me goosebumps.
0: The videos of so the marijuana, good. the uh, the cannabis celebrations. Yeah. I couldn't
3: believe how big that was.
7: I mean, that's that's just huge what's going on there. Exhilarating.
3: It, it is.
0: It's amazing. It's something I've never experienced before, and it's been wonderful, and it just keeps getting uh, more interesting over time. So I'm glad you're paying attention. Hopefully you'll come on out here and join us.
7: So what do you think is going to happen next? Because, I mean, that looks so big that it might even draw some sort of national attention. You know, I'm sure that the people in... Uh, D.C. don't really like what's going on right there, and, you know, do you think they're going to back up the King police, or what do you bet on? I have the slightest
0: clue. They didn't show up today. Cops weren't there. Everything went fine. A couple crazy uh, people showed up today, and they were the only issue. If anything, the cops should have been there to uh, calm those people down. But uh, I don't know what to expect next. I know there's a city council meeting this week, and I expect that uh, there's probably going to be some smoking going on out in the park because the city council meets right across the street. And so I imagine a whole bunch of high, uh, you know, marijuana consumers will be invading the city council meeting. And I don't know what will come of that because they're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be allowed to speak at a city council meeting here in Keene. You have to go to the little committee meetings if you want to if you want to talk. But I don't know if these people will be. Uh, too silent when they're in the city council chambers. I don't know what to expect.
3: So. I mean, it's very telling that to settle uh, the disputes, the early settlers of this co- this continent, or conquerors, however you want to view it, uh, settled their disputes with the native population was over the peace pipe. Mm. Even the savages understood the, the power that this drug has. I've, I've made many unlikely friendships or otherwise you know, fragile alliances I would never have made if it wasn't for... That one common denominator that we all had.
0: It brings people together. There's no doubt about absolutely. it. It's a, it's a very social drug, and, and absolutely, over time, people have gotten to know one another exclusively on this basis of being sharing this common denominator. So I don't know what to expect, um, but it's going to be interesting, and you can better believe that we'll tell you about it as it happens here on Free Talk Live. And, of course, the best coverage you can get is at freekeen.com. That's where we're posting any news story that we can find about it. Uh, and there have been several uh, several front-page articles already uh, written about this here in Keene, and also uh, Manchester's union leaders covered it. As I said, WBZ from Boston was here today. The Associated Press picked up one of the stories a few days ago. So I, I would like to see some more national coverage. I'm not... Uh, too experienced at garnering that sort of thing, so I wouldn't know where to start with it. I submitted something to FARC over the weekend. I don't have a, a big media email list necessarily, so I would suggest that if you want to get it some national coverage, maybe reach out to some of those national coverage organizations like Fox or CBS or whoever else. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that tomorrow at 420 they'll be back out there. I'll be and there. I plan on being there uh, as well. But I sh- I slept through it yesterday. I was taking a nap yesterday afternoon and that's why I uh, my for whatever reason the alarm clock did not go uh, as it was planned. Sometimes that happens. And I didn't make it out and was so bummed because yesterday was monumental. Yesterday was epic. You were there. Civil disobedience. You were there. What happened? Um
3: Evan was arrested. Uh, There were about a period of minutes where he was smoking what appeared to be a uh, a joint in front of two officers. He needed a lighter. About 20 were uh, offered (laughs) to him. It was pretty humorous. They arrested him. Um, Unfortunately, people shouted uh, things at the cops, uh, but that can be expected. Uh, One of the
0: things I pointed out was that it's going to be up to us, the, the kind of experienced activists, to calm these people down. Like I understand why they're angry at the police. The police are hurting people. The police are doing wrong, but you don't really make yourself look very good by shouting and being obnoxious.
3: Well, I think it's important that people see the entire spectrum of emotions that that are gone through. This issue. I mean, the drug. The drug. People don't war. see it
2: though. I mean, they, they don't. They don't get the whole picture. They get the sound bite, They see the bottle mm. thrown. They hear the, uh, the, the. the Crowd. Um. The, the savages. Um, mm. The vermin. <laughs> that yeah, Well, um, you'll, you'll you'll hear about the vermin in a minute. I was just making the point of your uh, savage comment.
3: But it, it is a linchpin issue, uh, and it this it goes beyond the like hardcore libertarian activism that we've been doing. It's drawing in people from the community and in, mm-hmm. in this college that we couldn't reach before. In a big way. Because this is a, a, a common denominator issue that affects their lives. They have friends. They have family. They have loved ones that have had their lives impacted by this ir- irrational yep. enforcement.
0: Absolutely. And they, they themselves may have uh, taken some, uh, spent some time in jail over this. 800 But the man that was arrested was actually turned loose mm, well, without that. being charged. And the activists followed them to the police station. And we'll tell you what they did at the police station here in a few moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
5: The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Perloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more, discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Style dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. Josh. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, we want you to become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you, I think it is. If it's worth 3 bucks a month, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com.
2: For the last couple of few months I've been taking Choose for Health's super fruit complex. Uh it's a antioxidant and a vitamin all at once, uh, all at once. So I don't have to take that little shot of wolfberry juice that my wife used to give me and then I'd have to chase it with some orange juice to get the taste out of my mouth. And the uh, oh and or the uh, big old horse pill. Now I just take this one chewable vitamin. I know that I get all the nutrition out of it because digestion starts in the mouth and you can try it out too by getting a free week by calling 1-800-219-8874. There's a small fee for shipping and handling, but the week is free. 800-219-8874. Choose for Health Superfruit Complex.
0: All right. We're going to continue with your phone calls here in a moment. Uh, We're kind of recapping for you what's going on in the past couple of days as Free Talk Live's on the air six nights a week. So we've been covering for you as uh, we've been covering the 420 cannabis celebrations that have been happening 420 in the afternoon every day here in Keene, New Hampshire, as of today, have spread now to Manchester. So happening now every day in both Manchester and Keene, New Hampshire. Which is great news. Hopefully, we'll see it continue to spread. And hopefully, this news will get out to people that consider this an important issue. And they'll come here and join us. And maybe this will be the, maybe this particular issue will be a nice little wedge issue uh, to help them understand what liberty is really all about. Because I'm sure a lot of the people that are coming to these cannabis celebrations just want to get high and not have to worry about being arrested. But for me, it was the legalization of marijuana that was my opening issue that brought me into this movement. And I hope that uh, there are some other people that will be able to touch uh, with these and bring them on board. This is
3: about self-ownership. If you don't own yourself completely or your consciousness or have the right to author, as you see fit. You have nothing
0: now. There's one man that was here yesterday, as I understood it, and I unfortunately was not able to make it out to uh, to say hi to you. Brad Jardis is with us uh, from New Hampshire on the line. You're a member of law enforcement against prohibition. Current on on duty police officer, though I think you are in the midst of a leave of, uh, of ha- a leave of absence for health reasons. Uh, you were here yesterday in Keene. Brad, are you with us? I am. And uh, so you were here, right? And, and you saw Evan get arrested. Did you go down to the police station with everybody else afterwards?
8: Well, um, I wanted to go and, uh, and see what was going on. And uh, I think um, what's happening here is some history being made for New Hampshire. Um, I'll point out that um, I didn't enter um, the, the Central Square area when the uh, protest was going on. I just sort of sat off to the side and watched. And um, I actually didn't see anybody smoking marijuana, but I saw lots of people uh, lighting things. And I, you know, it's safe to say that a few people were. Um, but I wanted to give some perspective on, uh, on you know, how I thought this protest went, and uh, also I want to talk about the arbitrariness of uh, police enforcing laws. Sure. Um, I think that there's a lot of people um, that are out coming out to this protest, and um, a lot of them are younger. And like you said earlier, a lot of them are mad at the police. And something funny that happened uh, about two hours after uh, the protest, there was a gentleman sitting in the little gazebo type thing, and he was yelling freedom at the top of his lungs. And I went up to him and I said, Sir, I want heroin to be legal. What do you think about that? And he goes, No way. <laughs> and, and, um, after about a half an hour of speaking to him and a crowd of people, um, they changed their mind. And I, I, wow. guess what I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to say is these people, um, this is like the crack in the wall of ignorance of what's going on um, as far as uh, personal liberty uh, being restricted. Um, like you said, marijuana was the big issue for you um, that brought you uh, out into the open. But I think um, I, I think the um, the old salt liberty activists need to take some of these younger um, and, and and older people under their wing because I saw um, some kids walk out in front of a car and the person driving honked their horn and then the kids in the road flipped them off and I mean this stuff is just uncalled for and it's going to give everybody a bad name. I agree. Um, I mean that's 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 how. You know, if that stuff keeps up, the police are going to be absolutely uh, looking stellar if they come in and crack down. And and then the police can say, hey, these people are out there causing problems, which some of them are.
0: Um, Yep, I agree with you. It's uh, it's a difficult situation to deal with. From an activist perspective, the people that are around here aren't used to this. I mean, the, the people that are the kind of the old school uh, a- activists. Uh, I mean, Josh, you've lived here your whole life. Uh, right. There's
2: a, there's a reason that those college students at Kent State caught bullets. It's because they were irritating the cops to some extent.
0: Well, uh, what I want to point out is that these uh, the activists that are here are used to just doing things with their own selves, with only mm-hmm. a- only other activists that They're have caught up
3: in the excitement of it all.
0: That are that are experienced at this and that you know have had the time to craft their message and now you've got an event that's attracting a, an unlimited amount of people that we aren't in control of everything at this point right i mean we we can't we can only sculpt so far uh because these it's a public place so we can't help who shows up we certainly can't help what they do but we can do our best to influence them and Are one you- of the things that has uh, has been working for that is having megaphones in the hands of people that can say persuasive things uh so if people start to act out to get on a megaphone and you know ask them to uh, to consider them their behavior. What about pamphlets
2: and the uh, CDs of the, uh, the, the the that Liberty thing? You know what I'm talking about the. Uh...
0: All of those are good ideas. I did see a few uh, warning flyers being passed out. We have some of these these handouts that we have. But you mean pamphlets suggesting like be calm well, that sort yeah, of thing?
2: Well yes, you know pamphlets uh, telling people yeah. how to behave at this event. I love um, that idea. The ideas of uh, you know of Liberty, why it is that that, that marijuana should be legal and how yeah. they own their own bodies. The um, ethics of so. Yeah, uh, disobedience
8: there was was one girl that was there um after the after the protest was over there was still some people in the square and that's when i you know when when no one was smoking um i figured it was safe for me to go in and talk to people about um about why drug prohibition as a whole needs to be ended Mm -hmm. um and there was one girl yelling at cars that that drove by she was yelling smoke marijuana and i talked to her about that and i encouraged her to yell something else um, other than, you know, encouraging passing people to use marijuana, I said, you know, why not yell marijuana is safer than alcohol or safer than beer and, you know, something, something so you're not, you know, in, encouraging people to, to use drugs, but you're pointing out the absolute silliness of keeping, um, keeping marijuana um, illegal. And, you know, and, and every single person I talked to in the square, um, I just walked up to random people. I told them uh, I work in law enforcement and that I'm a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition and that we need to legalize all drugs. Every person um, who I spoke to said her- at first that heroin should remain illegal. But these people um, uh, are of the mindset um, that, you know, if you ex- articulate to them and show them, show them why, every single person I talked to changed their mind.
0: That's great. And it must be amazing for the for these folks. I mean, these are young people who probably have had bad experiences with the police to have somebody like you, Brad, approach them and have a sensible conversation on this issue. In fact, taking a more principled pro-freedom approach than even they are and convincing them to come on board, it must be a real shock to the system in a very positive way. Thanks for yeah, doing that.
8: I, I'm, su- I'm sure a lot of them are, um, are are pretty shocked by it. But you know, I mean, drug prohibition is it just causes so many problems that the public doesn't even see. I just read an article tonight from the Cato Institute about a grandmother who was arrested in Indiana because she bought 3.6 grams of pseudoephedrine. Yep.
0: Um, oh, yeah. We've for
8: got that purchasing, story. Uh, purchasing cough syrup, um, and the limit is like three grams of pseudoephedrine. Yep. And, and you know. I mean, these are people who are just victimized and put in jail cells for, for the most trivial things. Um, and before I run out of time, one other thing I wanted to point out yes, is the, pol- the police do not have to enforce um, uh, any specific laws. Nope. An, example of this, an example of this is about, I don't know, five or six years ago, I started to enforce a law um, that prohibits um, uh, tractor-trailer trucks from disconnecting the trailer and leaving it in a state-owned park and ride. And I started enforcing a law um, that um, that prohibits people from doing that, and my bosses were pissed off, and I was pressured to not do that anymore. <laughs> uh, um, and, and um, you know, this is a state law passed by the general court, you know, I mean, and, uh, about state property. And I've had bosses um, tell me flat out that they would never enforce the adultery law. And, you know, I sort of, uh, you know, argued with them about this, that first off, you know, I would say that the adultery law is a lot more principled than the marijuana law, because if you get a state marriage, you're sort of agreeing to be in a contract with the state. And at least then, you know, I mean, the state can say, hey, well, you entered into a contract, and part of this contract is you can't, you know... Um, you, you can't cheat on your partner um, and, and you know my boss has said they would not enforce that
0: it's very interesting to me I, I appreciate your uh, sharing as always Brad and keep up the great work thanks for coming out here and uh, hope to see you again soon and thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231 you can bring up what you want uh, we'll continue taking your calls about anything and we'll talk a little more if we get a chance about that old lady that was arrested for having too much cold medicine Free Talk Live, Hour two's coming up. Hello, Free Talk Live
9: podcast subscribers. This is novelist Spencer Baum, here to tell you about my new book, The Demon Queen and The Locksmith. It's a fantasy novel in the tradition of the boy wizards and vampires that have been so popular lately, but written from the perspective of a libertarian like you. My novel has all the monsters, magic, hair-raising adventures, and teen angst you've come to know and love, but unlike those other books... You'll find no glorification of life in the government schools in this story. My main character doesn't truly start learning until he ditches class and connects with some libertarian homeschoolers. And he can't go about saving the world until he sees that the conformist worldview of the modern American fails to see the truth. But don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself. For free. Open up iTunes and search for The Demon Queen and The Locksmith. I've released the first six chapters as a free podcast. Give it a listen. It's free. That's the Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I hope you enjoy.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we are launching here into the second hour of the program, welcoming your calls to 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Josh. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us in Free Talk Live. Dot com. We'll take your phone calls about anything. We'll start things out by going to Kurt in Michigan on the AMP line. Hello, Kurt.
10: Ian, Mark, Josh, how are you tonight?
0: Great, Hello, Kurt. Kurt, what's on your mind?
10: Well, um, I, 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 in coming back from Las Vegas, I wasn't actually able to download your show while I was there, so I was listening to last Tuesday night's show, and you had mentioned that. You felt that you were moving towards pacifism, and you, you started. You and Mark started discussing pacifism back and forth between yourself. Now, yes, sir. As I understand it, and I may be wrong, but pacifism a eschews any violence, even defensive violence. Is, is that how you're defining pacifism?
3: That's how I know pacifism.
2: You know, I, I understand that. That's that's the you know that's what the title um, implies. However. I think I'm kind of looking at it from the standpoint that I don't consider violence to be a solution as opposed to violence, um, you know, there's, there's no reason for it. I essentially believe that if violence is going to be used, it should be used to prevent harm.
10: Okay, well, I, I can get with that, you know, but I, I don't think that that is pacifism. Libertarianism, the idea that I will not initiate force, but defensive force is okay.
2: I understand that, Kurt, and I agree with it, obviously. I am—I consider myself a libertarian in, in that vein. However, I feel that that, um, that same philosophy essentially leaves this big open space for violence. Um, because the in our society, governments initiate force on people every single minute of every single day. Therefore, it's which justified rant,
0: to go and kill them.
2: Which leaves, right, everybody in America, everybody in the world, uh, you know, Justified and morally, um, you know, morally able to go out and shoot as many cops and politicians as they want, right?
10: Now, I, I believe I believe that there is justification for that, but I also believe that it is an untenable position. Uh, agreed, because, and that's where again, I come we're, from, we're Kurt. We're trying to get to a more peaceful society, and you know, there are there are those who again think they are doing right by. Exerting this force on on you, right? And they are doing it through ignorance. And,
2: and, but and I'm the people that... about the
10: person who's who's not doing it through ignorance.
2: Well, understood, Kurt. But the people who believe that they are using violence as a response to. Uh, this kind of force, believe their right. And the, honestly, the libertarian philosophy gives them the right to do that. So it, in essence, right. I would Absolutely. be supporting. Hold on. Wait, 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 Kurt, right Kurt, 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 Before you go on. No, 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 no. Wait. <laughs> Calm down. Well, I'm just he – he's talking, and I want to catch his attention before he goes on with some, um, on some other tangent. The um, – they, they – recently a uh, census worker was uh, killed, murdered, and had uh, apparently the word feds uh, carved into them. It was them. apparently
0: written in marker.
2: Okay, whatever, and they were hung They refuse to something. say
3: how it was written. That makes me think it was carved into his body. Whatever,
2: the guy was killed. The
0: autopsy said it was uh, with a pen.
2: Whatever, the guy was killed, and he was hung. It doesn't really matter how – um you know, what the, the specifics are. And the libertarian philosophy on this makes that correct, doesn't it, Kurt?
10: Well, I don't believe so. You know, I don't think that that person was necessarily exerting force coming by and asking questions.
2: But they were part of a mechanism that likely that person felt threatened. And I think legitimately so. You
10: you said that before, and you you indicated that all taxpayers are also in that bracket. You know, and and I, I think that that is wrong to convict the victim of the crime. You know, that's like saying that you know, uh, uh, a person who gets raped is responsible for their own rape, and, and they're certainly not. They're they're a victim, just like we all are.
2: Well, I don't know that they're necessarily um, just a victim. I mean, they're going along. They may be a victim, but they're also a perpetrator at the same time. Um, I mean, well, they, they enable again, the machine... It, 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 Kurt, and, and these are the specifics. See, this, this is the problem with what I feel the non-aggression principle has, is it leaves all these little open spaces for the nuts to polish their guns in a cowardly fashion, waiting for the feds to come as though they're going to come marching up their driveway and they're going to be able to take them out one by one with their uh, 60 cal. You know, like, it's just this, it's, it's this nutty thing that it like leaves open. If you just don't consider violence to be a solution to problems, you're better off. Have you well, you ever then, been then in a
10: libertarian society, you would not be able to hire a security firm because you would be giving people the the permission to use force in your name. Look, it, I, it I understand
2: where you're coming from. I get it. I, I do. I'm just telling you that for me and my peace of mind, I can't consider violence to be an option because I get on me force enacted all the time, and it's enacted yes. by the government, not by criminals, not by muggers, not by rapists, not by all these ludicrous uh, examples that are constantly um, tossed out. It's by the government, and I don't, I cannot even consider the possibility of the use of force in that area because it, it, it detracts from my peace.
0: I think that there's well, more than, than it just detracting uh, from your, your personal peace. I think it also uh, won't achieve what you're looking for. And I know there are people that are within this movement that would disagree with me on that, but I think that uh, from my observation, it seems that violence begets violence and that if you respond to the violent by being violent yourself, you're only lowering yourself to their level. And you you're no better than they are at that point. Even though they started it, even though they uh, they decided to initiate uh, against you, I think that unless you're actually in the heat of the moment defending somebody that you love, like you know the old question to the pacifist of well, what if someone's raping your wife? Well, you know I may be against violence, but at that mo- moment I may uh, put aside my uh, objection to uh, to violence and respond in kind. Well, but
2: that's I- my job to. Uh- prevent uh, further
0: violence. Right, but if, but it, what would be a problem would be to go and exact retaliation uh, later on down the line. Right,
2: I don't think that uh, the guy that burglarizes my house is running down the street with my TV set deserves me to shoot him in the back.
0: That's, that's true, but that
10: doesn't mean that you can't exert some level of force on him through a through the proper channels, because if if you find him later with your TV and you call your se- security force, who would then go over and repossess your TV and rightfully so, that is exerting force on that person. But rightfully so.
2: I understand. Like the the examples are great, Kurt. They're just fictitious. They're all like They're by and large, they are extraordinarily day, rare.
3: There's a real world example happened here in Keene. Um... Earlier last year, when uh, Jesse had his flag-burning demonstration, there was a lot of talk of what he should do should he uh, incur the wrath of a passerby, if somebody rushed him and wanted to hurt him. And there were a lot of people were urging him to get into the fetal position and take boots to the kidney and the exposed spine. Now, I think where Kurt's coming from is here is what that would be a justifiable self-defense. I mean... The 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 thing thing about the the government applying force, it's such an abstraction that you can't particularize who is attacking you. Oh, but Jesse didn't get kicked by anybody who
2: was passing by, and he did get arrested shortly thereafter by the government. So, in fact, we're talking about a far more rare circumstance, crime. And I'm not saying that crime wouldn't be more um, likely without police. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that right now, today, I don't have to deal with crime from individuals. I have to deal with crime from the government.
10: But we do also have, we're also dealing with crimes from the individual as well. There are home invasions every single day. I'm
2: not dealing and, with and it.
10: And I believe, I believe that if it, if it does happen to me that I am justified in exerting force to stop what they're doing. Now, again, if, if, he's, if he's headed out my window, both hands full of my TV, I am a murderer if I kill him. But that doesn't mean I can't get outside the window and point the gun at him and say, all right, enough is enough. Now, if he makes a a move towards me to hurt me, well, at that point, then I do. I am completely justified in defending myself and my property.
2: Sure, and that's but the... If he's
10: already out the door with it, then yes, I would be a murderer shooting him in the
2: back. You're getting into the very specifics of the non-aggression principle, and I can tell you that the average libertarian um, that sort of believes this philosophy does not understand those specifics. They understand somebody yeah. initiated... Well, <laughs> now you get to decide. I'll give you the magic libertarian, Juan Curtain. You can decide who is and who isn't. Um, <laughs>
10: Look, I, I will waive it with jurisprudence.
2: Thank you. I know you will. Thank, I, Kurt, I know you will. Um, however, um, the, the, when you tell somebody that, well, you're, you're not able to use force unless somebody else initiates force against you, it really does leave the situation open for shooting the little girl who's picking flowers in your front yard.
0: I think hey, Kurt is completely justified in defending himself in an instance like that. I never said I, I think that it's unjust to do something like that. No. It's just that I'm not seeking justice. And that's, for me, today... That's all I'm, you know, I, 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 violence isn't the answer. Thanks, Kurt, for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-freeline. Your thoughts on this or anything? It's Free Talk Live.
2: Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for Everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free to one 800 259 That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's in here with you. I'm Josh and Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo. And prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want, we will go to uh, Brooke in somewhere, on the road, I suppose. Brooke is with uh, the Freedom Ride. Brooke, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, y'all. It's Brooke. Um, I was actually at G20, and I wish I could have heard more about what y'all were talking about, but um, I don't know if y'all covered this already, but I wanted to talk about some of the things that I saw there in particular, I wanted to just say, like, uh, some amazing, amazing people come out. Uh, Lu- Luke Krakowski was there from. Uh, he's the founder of We Are Change. He kicked ass. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I can say that, but he did. You he just he really. Um,
3: I saw one left. of his videos where the riot police were banging their shields like Spartans and closing in on uh, him and the group.
6: Yeah, he has no fear. I talked to him afterwards. I mean, he got arrested. He got you know, knocked down, and I mean, I asked him after, I, I was like, were you ever afraid? And he said, no, I was angry, and I was I was upset, you know, he, he said I was disappointed, but I mean, while everybody was running and scurrying around, he was up there on the front lines with a bullhorn, just telling them, we mean peace, we, ha- we mean no harm to you, we respect you, we want you to understand where we're coming from, and I was so inspired by him. He's just, he's a really amazing person.
0: Cool. So what else do so you have also, to share?
6: Uh, Brett Hatch was there. He he's so crazy good. He um you know the, when they when when they were pushing everybody back and back and back, as y'all saw in the videos with Luke up there, Brett marched down, Brett and his friends marched down a side road in an alley and made it all the way to the convention center and was bullhorning them.
0: Cool. So you- made it all did you experience uh, any of the the violence uh, in person from the the police against the protesters?
6: As far as what happened to me, I mean, well, Brett got you know a gun uh, put to his face and knocked down and stuff. Um, I was I was up there, you know, bullhorning him, too, and um, and you know, was standing at one point with about seven or eight of them, and they. Feeling down at first, and then he just up and started running after me, and I turned around and ran, and they were firing rubber bullets, and I didn't get hit, I didn't get arrested or any negative repercussions like that, so that was all good, but also I wanted to send a big thanks to uh, Jason Burmes because he was in there, he got the best footage and again, nothing, you know, no bad repercussions for him. But I, I was just, I'm just really proud of our Liberty Movement. I think that we were represented really well. And I just wanted to say thanks and to let everybody know that we had, we had some really amazing people out there. So that what were. was
0: your message? I mean, what were you attempting to communicate?
6: I just wanted them to know that we're we're coming in peace, you know we're not we're not we fight with our words, our weapons are you know I use my cannon and my apple and um my voice and a bullhorn, but that you know we we were other than that we were unarmed, and we just we wanted them to know that we mean peace and Luke when he was in jail had uh, he said, more often than not, more more than not, the officers came up to him and patted him on the back and said thank you and that they appreciated what he was doing. And we've come to the conclusion that a lot of these officers out there, they're just they're they're just taking orders from somebody and not to justify it because it's not justified and it's not okay. But a lot of these people, you know, they're just they're just doing their job. And you know, there are people out there who are hardcore evil to the bone and really enjoyed macing some people like Luke when he was on the ground and his friends you know uh Lee Lavino when when he was on the ground they were walking around he was in cuss face down the concrete and they were just walking around macing people laughing so yeah Sick. I mean there's a lot of evil out there but there's a lot of them too that were just you know showing up to work that day
0: so I, I guess my question Brooke is what were you uh, I, I understand that you were trying to tell them you were coming in peace but did you have a message for uh Anything else besides that, or were you trying to reach out to the, the government bureaucrats? What was your intent on uh, – your intentions of being there?
6: I wish I could say that we got so far as to talk about politics and G20, but we didn't even get that far. But mainly we just wanted to tell the cops that, you know, they took an oath to uphold this Constitution. Uh, like it or not, regardless of what their superiors are telling them to do, they have, uh, uh, you know, first and foremost – their honor is to the, to the Constitution, and they failed in that that day, and it's too bad. But, I mean, hopefully – I mean, I know that nobody, like, took off their armor right there in battle, but hopefully we reached some people, and after the fact, they thought about it and realized that this is not okay, what they're doing. It's not it, – to take orders from someone and to violate someone's rights, it's it's wrong. It's just wrong.
0: Sure is. Thanks, Brooke, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, that's Brooke from the, the Freedom Ride, and I think that – What is it? Rally for the Republic, I think is who she's with. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want as we talk to Mark in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Mark. Mark in Canada, you're on the air. Am I on? You are, sir. What's on your mind tonight?
11: Uh, Just your co-host there. Um, Josh, it is. I just wanted a brief history on who he is and what he stands for and whatnot,
3: okay, if I well, could? that's the second question tonight. I'll give you a brief recap. My name is Josh. I'm a New Hampshire native. Uh, I was born and raised here. Uh, I spent all but two or three years of my life here. Um, I moved to Keene. I, I discovered Free Talk Live from uh, an early mover to the the Free State Project named Mike Ruff. Uh, we were in an Aikido class together. Um, we would carpool and listen to Free Talk Live. I was sort of lost uh, being like the only person I knew that cared about the the political course this country was taking, could see the encroaching fascism, and it worried me. Um, I didn't know really how to do with it being all by myself. Um, I was looking to go to a new school. Keene State seemed like a good option. They had the architecture program I was looking for, and uh, something told me that this is the place I wanted to be for activism. And Were I, you right? I was right. I've been here... Uh, just over a year, and the progress that uh, that we 've made gone from just a few people out in front of the courthouse handing out Fiji literature to the this five days of epic civil disobedience in the yeah. square um, it 's been amazing it has been amazing.
0: Does that answer your question? Mark. Yes, it does. Um, no, I just
11: I was used to guard being on Mondays, so uh, I seen this Josh guy here, and I'm like, who the hell is this
2: guy? Well, you know, guard's great to have on, but uh, he's, a, he's he, he doesn't live of, in town. He's a he lives a busy life, and he is a uh, you know podcasting superstar. What can I tell you?
0: Yeah, and he lives an hour and a half away. So, yeah. so if oh, Gard... enough n- enough said. Thank you very much. There you go. have a Good night, guys. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the CAI toll free line. And, uh, Josh, you'd expressed an interest in uh, in appearing on Free Talk Live, and I uh, took that under advisement. And when the opportunity presented itself, I uh, invited you in, and you did a pretty good job your first day out the gate. And I think you've been having a good time, and we've been enjoying it with you. So thanks for coming in. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, so we'll continue here uh, taking your calls about what you want at 800-259-9231. The cannabis celebrations continue here in Keene. Mark, did you have uh, an excerpt from one of the comments? There have been some nasty, very vitriolic, hate-filled comments at the the Keene Sentinels website one of them by Captain America
2: well you know I hate that I hate that he has used my favorite comic book hero as his uh, as his uh, appellation yeah. on this uh, this comment board and obviously he hasn't read too many Captain America comic books because he doesn't understand how Captain America stands for liberty and is willing to go against the uh, the United States government when it steps out of line but yes I've got just the most shocking uh, uh, little comment here from this guy, not little. little Right, all in regards
0: to some people getting high in public in Keene, New Hampshire's Central Square. It's now spread to Manchester. Maybe it'll spread further. We'll continue to clue you in as it happens here on Free Talk Live. More coming up. Bring up anything.
2: On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation Silver Round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com.
0: Talk Live, you can bring up what you want by dialing the toll free number at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian with you, and Josh, and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, we give you those features, including the updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Have
2: you ever wished you didn't have to push the shopping cart all the way back to the store or didn't have to make so many trips to get the groceries back to the house? For the last month or so, I guess it's been uh, two or three months now, at my house we've been using sack They are little handles made of 100% recycled material right here in the United States, and designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You can go to totasack.com. That's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. Get a family pack today. Totasack, they can carry more than you can. A lot more.
0: We continue uh, with a little more coverage of some of the activism that's been happening here in New Hampshire over the past week. Keene, New Hampshire, uh, downtown, the heart of downtown Keene uh, in Central Square. People have been meeting every day at 4.20 in the afternoon to celebrate freedom, uh, to smoke. Marijuana to consume cannabis. Of course, we're not actually free, but we're pretending like we are. And it's been working out pretty well. There have only been two arrests. Only one person has been charged with anything so far. And this is over several days of about 100-plus people smoking Uh, Not all of them are smoking. Many of them are just there in support. But over 100-plus people gathering in support of uh, Cannabis Freedom. Uh, It's now spread to Manchester, and there's been a lot of news coverage. You can go to freekeen.com. You can see video footage uh, from it. You can hear audio from the police scanner. You can uh, read various different news articles that were covering the event. And on those news articles, there are a variety of comments, and many of them are very, very negative. Many of them are very vitriolic and anger-filled, hate-filled by people that just... They just don't get it. They just don't understand what cannabis is. They don't understand what the users are like, and they're full of ignorance. One of the uh, primary posts, uh, that, or one of the most primarily ignorant ones, is somebody who's calling themselves Captain America. And you can find their quote, their, uh, quotes on pretty much every news article from one of the New Hampshire news sources. So whether it's the union leader or the keen sentinel, this guy is all over these stories posting just messages of hate. And Mark, you wanted to share one of them with us.
2: Yeah, this one is just shocking to me. I I got this, uh, you know, it was was forwarded, brought to my attention today. And this is from this fellow calling himself Captain America, which I I can't tell you how much that bothers me. The keen – just to take into consideration, he's talking about some people that are getting together – Peacefully meeting and smoking marijuana on the town square. Yes. They haven't done anything except, uh, you know, to hurt anyone at this point. I think that the, probably the biggest uh, effect they've had on the community is pushing a car that had broken down on the on the road off into a parking space. So they've been,
0: I'd, I'd say, net helpful. I've uh, encouraged them to pick up the park as well. Uh, there's that's a, a good idea. There was some trash yeah. that was around, and today and yesterday, I got on my megaphone and said, "Before you leave, take a look around on the ground around you, and if you see some trash, pick it up, put it in the trash can. We'll leave idea. the park cleaner than we found it."
2: So that's from th- this is from this guy who likely hasn't been out to this event, doesn't have any idea. He's just you know reading whatever he's reading. And, he may not even yeah.
0: live in New Hampshire. Who knows?
2: The Keene police need to crack down on this garbage now. Now I'm not sure whether he's calling the people garbage or the activity garbage. Yes, that will be playing into the pothead's hands, but what's the sense in having laws if they're not enforced? I do kind of wonder about that. What is the sense of having laws if they're not enforced? But we shouldn't have crappy laws, then you wouldn't have to enforce crappy laws. Mm-hmm. These filthy animals <laughs> are mocking decent society. Hmm. I took a shower this afternoon. <laughs> and, who, and he gets to decide what decent society is. And they're doing it near a school to boot. Okay, you can't get away from the school, but I understand what his complaint is there. However, there you know, the school kids aren't these middle schoolers are not being preferred marijuana. Not that I've seen. They have defaced a statue. I think they hung something on the the statue and then took it off later. They did not, uh, you know, vandalize. The I'd statue. like to see
0: that statue come down personally. As but, far as uh, I'm
2: concerned, the statue is uh, the statue is raised in soldier. honor of people who will use weapons to get what, get what right. they want. It's a, it's so a they're a violent, soldier. dangerous people. Yeah, it's, it's but it's a, all it's
3: all right to cover it up every winter for four months with the Christmas pickle. <laughs> what? The, the the tree they put up looks like a giant pickle right in front of that. Oh, that I statue. See. And that's not disrespectful?
0: Excuring it's obscuring its uh, visage, I understand. I yeah. see. So yeah. I, I didn't know that, but okay. Um, so let's say they defaced a statue. Yeah, it was a sign that was put in its hand. They uh, put a uh, – one of the, the signs the activists were carrying was put in its, the statue's hand. At the end of the uh, celebration, the sign was removed. It's at yeah. 420 every day. Yeah. It was awesome. They've defaced a statue and violated drug laws. What's next? What is
2: next? <laughs> yeah. Dave, devi- deface the deface tattoo and violate the drug laws. Fall of society,
0: of course. That's what's next, buddy.
2: Attacking decent citizens? Attacking.
0: Right, because okay. that's what all the ca- cannabis users and do. And by the way, just...
2: if there is some problem with crazy people, that's, you know, who's going to be pointed at? It's going to be the activists, not the crazy people.
0: But, right, the crazies came out today, and they were the ones that were causing the
2: problems. Yep, but if there's anybody swings on a crazy person, I can tell you who's the problem's going to be. Uh,
0: who's going to get blamed? I don't know. There's plenty of video cameras around there to show what the real story yeah, is. Yeah, but who
2: wants the real story, Ian? Okay. So he, then he asks, public fornication? Public fornication? Who knows? Hey, maybe. So as he he lists public fornication after don't... attacking decent citizens, as though public fornication right. would be worse than beating someone <laughs> up. <laughs> and then who knows going on from humping in the public, this bunch of cretins is a prime example of the That's decline right. of Western civilization.
0: No, sir, you're a de- an example of the decline of civilization because you don't have anything better in your repertoire than to call people names. That's all these people have is uh, just insults oh, against got, the person. He's
2: got worse than insults he can suggest violence too there's right. more isn't there oh yes these vermin need to be need to put down the rolling papers and pick up newspapers as, the, as the, <laughs> i say i don't read newspapers because i don't like getting lied to um the help wanted section to be exact however uh, i do believe uh, the, ca- uh. the, the classifieds are generally uh, uh true um as though they don't have jobs. You know, here's the ac- accusation: they don't have jobs. My accusation could be: if you have enough time to sit down and write on your computer, jack ball, that you don't have a job either.
0: Yeah. I what mean, are you where doing? did you get to work, jerk? Right. Shouldn't don't you have something better to be doing than commenting on the Keen Sentinel article? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, I mean, it's ludicrous. I, I I support this guy's right to
2: say this nonsense that he's talking about. I don't support his right to say this. Take a bath, cut your hair, go out and work. I'm all for those things. The ones that don't like it need to take some tear gas, riot batons, and 30,000 volts of justice, just as a sign mm. that decent people have had enough
0: Show of the antics for. of these bums. Because that's how decent people behave. Right. Decent people, decent people. people hurt people that are meeting yeah. peacefully in a park. That's adult. Yeah. That's mature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what th- this is the same message that I keep hearing from the opposition, those who would oppose those of us who are in favor of freedom. And, of course, uh, they they always come out with the insult that, uh, well, you're just a bunch of kids. Uh, We have people who are not under the age of 25 that are out at these events. Um, So, no, we're not just a bunch of kids. But, secondly, the suggestion is that uh, the people that are involved in this movement, the Liberty Movement, are immature.
2: Mm. That we're immature. See, now, and there's the suggestion... an easy one to level um, because you can take somebody who's not a kid and then call them immature.
0: Right, right. So you're immature because you're out advocating for these things, but you're not out promoting uh, what you think the solution should be. Well, that's not true. We do promote the solution. The solution is peaceful. The solution is to come up with market-based ideas and voluntary methods of solving humanity's problems instead of resorting to, uh, of resorting to violence. And it seems to me that the resorting to violence is the hallmark of immaturity. But yet it's they who are calling us immature. It's just, you know, the pot calling the kettle black so thanks for sharing that Mark I Appreciate yeah, it's that. Just sickening. you can get more awful comments if you go to freekeen.com uh, some of them are posted on the comment section of Freekeen, but the really nasty ones are on the various different news articles that we link to and would love to have you go over there and post your thoughts 800-259-9231 better yet come on up here to New Hampshire and get involved if this isn't your bag this particular issue there's so much to do up here there are so many different issues you can get involved in and so many wonderful activists up here that, uh, that are just having an absolute blast we highly recommend uh, joining the Free State Project. In fact, you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about a movement of thousands of liberty-loving people that are all moving to the same geographic area and getting active for liberty. This is a movement uh, unlike anything else I've ever experienced. It's true. I've been involved in the liberty movement in general for my entire adult life, and I'm so excited to be here right now with these wonderful people uh, doing these things, and we're just on the, again, this is the beginning. There have only been a few hundred people that have moved here into New Hampshire. It's, it's picking up some steam as of this week, at least out here in Keene, now spreading out to Manchester with uh, these cannabis celebrations. Where is it going to go from here? I don't know. It sure is exciting to find out, though, so we'll bring it to you as it happens. But better yet, be here, get here, and be part of it happening. Bring your thoughts into the mix, bring your ideas and your activism, and come here and join us. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at Mm amp.freetalklive.com we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. There's a lot of fun stuff there, and we give it all to you free. If you enjoy the program, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase if you start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. It's the same great Amazon, same great prices you're used to. It's just that you're entering through our portal, and Amazon is sending us a little uh, something-something for sending them the business. So start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com.
2: The world's largest machine gun shoot Military gun show is October the ninth, tenth, and eleventh Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and eight hundred tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. It opens nine AM. It's ten dollars per person. K N O B dot com. That's
0: knobcreekrange.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Stephen, listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hello. What's on your mind tonight? Um,
7: well uh there is a um <clears throat> excuse me there there's a uh poll on facebook uh or was a poll on Facebook that said should Obama be assassinated oh
0: god oh dear and, uh
7: <clears throat> yeah oh, no. and uh and these are our uh i guess there are allies on the right that are doing these kinds of things aren't they i mean uh <clears throat> don't uh don't a lot of us liberty minded folks come from the right wing, and aren't these guys kind of on our side because they're uh, they're against Obama and they're against his health care program? Isn't, isn't that nec- the case? Not
3: necessarily. I'm a reformed lefty. No,
7: it's not the case at all, is it?
3: <laughs> no, it's not.
7: <laughs> but but we're going to get blamed for this kind of stuff. I, well, I shouldn't say blamed, but we're going to get uh, pigeonholed, I should say. We get blamed for uh, killing babies, like, uh, too. So I'm sorry?
3: We get blamed for killing the babies, too.
7: Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, And I I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to talk about that, find out if you guys knew about that one. And then also there's this sort of tangentially related, I think, is the case of this uh, guy in Kentucky, he's a census worker who was Mm. found, uh, killed, stripped naked, and hung, I think he, I believe he was hung or beaten to death or something, and had the word fed written on him. And uh, I I just, I I know that you guys personally, this show in, in particular, and you guys personally, don't encourage or endorse violence in any sort of way. I, I've, I've listened to you for years. I don't either. I, I detest it. Uh, I haven't been in a fist fight in in over twenty years. I I have in the um,
0: past, uh, but I, I'm no longer the same person. So the the me that exists exactly, today does not me too. I do not make yeah.
3: excuses for murderers, but if they come forward and yeah. give their reasons, I will listen to them. Now, no, no. Uh-huh. Obviously, nobody came forward in this case, but uh, I can I can see in, in the wake that. Um, unfortunately things like this might uh, be part of a trend um, mm-hmm. people especially I, I don't want to stereotype but probably most likely in the in the rural south since this is where that happened um, yeah. they're not taking uh, government officials coming to their house collecting information uh, plotting their property on, on a GPS uh, cataloging their children their pets, uh, their income their jobs, what they own I, 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 some people are are taking it to an extreme. I can understand the sentiment, but no, I don't, I don't support what happened to that poor guy.
0: Absolutely, it's un, unca- it's uncalled for, and it's a perfect example. And I'd had this story, and we just hadn't gotten a chance to touch on. it. I'm glad you brought it up. It's a perfect example of how it is that violence is not going to solve any problems. You can go out That's and right. kill a bunch of census workers or uh, kill some cops, yeah. and it's not going to end the tyranny of the state. The statists aren't just going to throw in the towel and say, oh, God, no, what are we going to do? They've started killing sure. some of us. It's, what it's yeah. going to be is it's going to be an excuse for a crackdown. Do you this see, is, do you see the animals be,
3: we're dealing uh, with? That's what they will be saying.
0: Yes, exactly. Right. And they will do whatever and, they and, need and, to to train their uh their stormtroopers uh to crack some heads in response. They they're not going to they don't back down when you respond in kind. When you are violent back to them, they just amp it up and they prepare themselves ever further uh, to just you know, destroy some more lives. They don't care. There are no consequences to them from uh from engaging in violence. Mhm.
7: Right. And and the general public, the general, you know, News watching public or newspaper reading public will look at stuff like that and very rightly say, Oh, you see, well, that, you know, those guys are crazy. The people who killed that fed guy are, are crazy. The sure. guy, uh, you, you guys very intelligently uh, uh, bring up the guy with the kill dozer. Uh, right. and, and how, what a great example that is of how violence achieves nothing.
0: Nothing you know? but the destruction I mean, that... of the violent. I mean, the uh, gentleman in the kill dozer case ended up dead. And mm-hmm. it doesn't – it didn't do anything to end the tyranny of the, those that particular town, whoever it was that was in the, the town selectmen or the city council. They just yeah. spent some more tax dollars to rebuild the the buildings that he destroyed, and they're probably continuing their reign of violence as they always have. And got sympathy money for it. Absolutely. Yeah,
7: that's right. And, and, and they had a public applauding them all the way.
0: While, while yeah, you know, it. we have enough trouble dealing with, as we've been talking about these cannabis celebrations, unruly teenagers uh, getting a little bit too mouthy and a little too rude and being nasty to the average folks here in Keene. We've got enough problems dealing with a PR problem that creates, let alone if somebody sure. were to pull out a gun and start popping the caps in the cops.
7: Right, right. Okay, so then, then let me ask you, all three of you, so should Obama be assassinated?
0: Of course not. No.
7: Of course not.
0: No. <laughs> he should be I mean, ignored. Obama should be I'm ignored. Sorry? Obama and his minions and everybody else, George Bush, whoever the hell else is in Washington, D.C., should be completely ignored. Thanks for the call. You've got to go. Your phone's scrapping out there. Uh, but, yeah, I think ignoring the federal government is the best way to deal with them. There's nothing else you can do to them. I do think his position should be downsized. Good luck, good luck with that. How, for are you that. Going to it? How, how do you accomplish it? How do you pull that one off? I mean, they've aggregated so much power to that position over the years, it's untouchable.
2: Do you think that he should not have to face uh, uh, you know, a, cr- uh, a trial for the crimes that he's committed? Because, to me, I understand um, generally our p- position – Should George
0: Bush face a, face a trial? Yes.
2: And what should the punishment be? Uh, he committed – as far as I'm concerned, he's committed wholesale murder. Okay. So, what should the punishment be? Um, for me, I think that murder—if—if um, if, you know—if if convicted of murder, I think that uh, you should either—you know—some kind of reparations um, and or life in prison, depending on how. I thought the you weren't out up. for
0: justice. What do you mean? I thought you weren't out for justice.
2: I'm not out for justice on a uh, local bureaucrat level. However, when you're getting up to the to the guys, the top guys making those decisions, mm-hmm. that really bothers me.
3: When you get up into wholesale genocide, uh, that's a whole
2: different category. See, a soldier can only kill. A few people. A cop can only arrest a few people. Well, when you're talking about the President of the United States ordering um, you know, a war to be stepped okay. up and the, 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 the concomitant so, violence that goes with that, sure, the, he's the violent, innocent people, he's dangerous. the collateral damage, the, the children are that are going to die, yeah, I know. as far as I'm concerned, he's guilty of that. Wouldn't Fine. you agree?
0: I, I agree with you that he's guilty, but I think that if you're willing to forgive the police for throwing people in cages and harming their lives, why wouldn't you be willing to forgive George Bush or Barack Obama?
3: I guess I'm going to have to work on that, huh? Well, I've got an idea, and it may alienate me from my coworkers and maybe some library, library patrons at Keene State. Um, we're going on eight years in Afghanistan. This Obama person pledged on whatever honor he claimed to have that he would be bringing the troops home. From Iraq. From Iraq. He said that uh,
2: Afghanistan, uh, just, just to be clear, I made this sort of same mistake, mm. and the fact is he said Afghanistan is the right war. Really? Yeah, he's he's he staked his entire presidency on this Afghan war, at at, at which there is nothing to gain. No Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan, not in Pakistan either. The guy's left, believe me. And uh, you know, uh, there's no Al Qaeda even in Afghanistan. It's all uh, Taliban. If anybody cares about them, well,
3: what I'm thinking of doing is to show them the photographs of armless little girls that I see. And then this is what they're in favor for, when they're when they're supporting supporters of Obama, you mean? When they're supporting this troop surge, they're supporting villages being firebombed. Sure. They're
0: supporting families being ripped apart. Hey, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. You you don't have to lose your limbs too. Yeah, Uh, just what you'll see them do is engage in the same uh, excuse making that the conservatives made excuses uh, when George Bush was accused of such things. Because these same folks would have pointed out the death counts. They would have mm. pointed out the body counts uh, back when Bush was uh, was in office. But now it's all the same stuff, but it's okay when he does it.
3: Next time uh, the pro-life people start standing around playing Parrot I'm going to bring them
0: some photos of, nice. of depleted uranium babies. You should do that, though it's only really one lady. Here in Keene, it's okay. only ever one lady, and she's just got four signs. Oh, so when, I, when I was at UNH, they had a
3: project come through that was called the Genocide Awareness Project. What they did, they had posters, maybe... 60 by 80 big big prints Mm -hmm. um, of aborted fetuses next to prints of starving and uh, dead Jews from Auschwitz. They were directly comparing abortion in America to the wholesale murder of a a race of people.
2: Now, um, what would you propose if you felt strongly about abortion? And I'm of the opinion that abortion must be the ending of a human life Mm -hmm. because it really can't be anything else.
3: What would you propose? those people do i think we had this conversation at at pork fest okay um basically that decision is left between the people who are creating that life it's between you and laura what would become of jack if you didn't have the ability to care for him it's not the state's opinion that matters it's not mine it's between you two
2: can laura and i make that decision on jack now I don't believe so. You don't think I can kill Jack? I mean, for God's sake, he's, he's reliant. I mean, he's like, a, he's like a little,
0: little, little... He who giveth can little, taketh away. Little Our viper is coming We'll get back to this one. More on the way. Free Talk Live.
2: Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? you should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right, you can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes and the millionaire patriot is paying his own money to help you get it this is real thousands have already taken advantage of it and you should too don't miss out secure a front site defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun go to frontsite.com today that's f-r-o-n-t-s-i-g-h-t.com go to frontsite.com for your training and free handgun
0: You can bring up anything by dialing the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Josh and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. It's Ryan in Washington State. You're on Live, Ryan.
11: Hey guys, sounds like you're on a wipe line or something and I might be losing you, but um, I wanted to comment on the discussion you've been having about uh, violence and aggression and the initiation of force.
0: Sure, you sound fine, so um, go right ahead.
11: Okay, so um, I wish I could find the essay or remember what it was called. When I was first introduced to the ideas of, liberties, uh, of liberty, I read an essay that essentially built the non-aggression principle up from the ground up. It started with the idea of self-ownership and built it into the non-aggression principle. And when it did that, it built the non-aggression principle as sort of inherently having a, um, a degree of proportionality built into it. So to go back to the you know extreme example of you know the girl picking the flower being shot, that would be a violation of the non-aggression principle because it is not proportional to the harm that was caused.
0: Very good. I, I agree. Th-
11: I
2: agree with that completely. I agree. I agree with you too. However, I'm, um, you know, the problem with the non-aggression principle. I believe that when it is stated, it sound, it's it's a simple uh, axiom, which is that you shall not use force, uh, initiate force to achieve political or social gains. And you can really just shorten it down to you will not initiate force, which says essentially in the in the not saying it leaves room for if force is initiated against you, you then may use it.
11: Right. Exactly. In self-defense. But see, when I was when I was introduced to it, it was you may use it proportionally.
2: It doesn't even. Right. But it doesn't even say it in self-defense. What it sort of says is that, you know, if some kid uh, does something terrible to me in the third grade, that I can come back and kick the crap out of him uh, 30 years later. I mean, he initiated force, didn't he? That's he did. stretching he it. Did indeed. It is stretching but, uh, it. I understand. However, it is a simple.
0: Right, I agree axiom. with Mark. I agree with Mark. It's, uh, it's wide open for that sort of abuse. I mean, that, that's the, uh,
3: the type of rationale that lets um, like these teenage gangsters uh, start shooting at people for looking at them. I, I,
2: I get where you're coming from, man, but these teenage gangsters shoot at people, and if you give them a simple axiom that says that they can shoot at people, they will then feel justified.
0: Your thoughts? Right. Well, Stephen, or Ryan, rather?
11: Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I think, though, that you'll, words are words are symbols, and they're imperfect symbols. And the non aggression principle, especially, is, you know, extremely brief or terse or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. So it's bound to have some imperfection. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, when I think about the non aggression principle, I just try to think about it in terms of proportionality. Um, you know, going back 30 years later, shooting the kid on the. On the you know picking the flower, so then the debate comes not you know about whether or not it's a response to perceived or actual violence but rather is it a proportional response and I think you know that makes it a little bit easier
2: so I it's a, a if it's a proportional response are you um, are you then justified in doing it later so um, if for instance you know a guy uh, uh, you know uh, takes your television set, um, are you allowed to go over to his uh, go over to his house and beat the crap out of him? A well, later? Uh,
11: you know, and the other thing I think is you guys are putting it in, into a little bit of sort of an artificial jail in that, you know, you can't have any other moral except for the non-aggression principle. And I don't think that's true. I think pacifism is compatible with the non-aggression principle. Sure I, is. Think. I think restitution is compatible with the non-aggression principle.
2: <clears throat> um, I agree.
11: So, you know, and I think um, to, to answer your question, again, you're, you're getting into where words are imperfect. You know, what is proportionate? And I think to define proportionate, In Mark's case, it's going to be the courts. In Ian, in my case, and and other voluntaries it's going to be, you know, arbitrators.
2: Oh, I'm all for arbitrators. I mean, you know, I think the court system
0: stinks. It sounds to me like what I'm hearing is uh, that, that Mark, you're saying the non-aggression principle isn't perfect. Uh, I agree with you. And Ryan, you're saying that it's your understanding that the non-aggression principle is have, has to do with proportionality. But Mark's response to that is it doesn't say that. So that's just how you were taught the non-aggression principle. The principle itself doesn't mention proportionality, and it's it's a good addition to it. I think it's an important uh, modification to it's the a guideline. principle. Right, right, um, and I think it's important to talk about it on that on that basis, so i think I think we all agree on what everybody is is saying here
3: i mean the non aggression okay, well, principle is sort of a tool where you don't immediately always retaliate if a force is uh, mitigate uh, put against you it's uh sort of a lens that you interpret that aggression through. Should I respond aggressively to this? should I respond proportionally? should I up the ante on that proportion
0: should i do i
11: is my response actually going to be an initiation of its own?
0: So. All good questions. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Ryan? Uh, no, that was really about it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call tonight. 800-259-9231.
2: So, Josh, um, you're known as Angry Josh, and I must say I have a – and I don't know if that's true. I don't really know you well enough to know
3: whether you're angry or not. I, I know how to flare off when I have to.
2: Okay. Um, the I have yeah, – a little bit of an issue as, as far as a temper problem at times um, I'm, I'm not one to go just beat people up or anything but i, I can get upset um,
3: i had rage issues but and, but I've, I've worked on that.
2: And i can tell you that uh, there are times when i'm driving along in my car and i hear things on the news this is happening less and less to me but i, I can say that it, ha- it has happened many times in my life um, when i'm hearing things in the news and i'm just Upset and flabbergasted with what the uh, the coppers are doing, um, you know, or the, the 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 government or the military or what, whatever it is they're doing, and I can just imagine a scenario where I'm involved in whatever this uh, this you know this atrocity is, and where I can just you know take out a gun and smoke a copper or two, or you know stop this in in some way stop this this violence that's occurring. Does that happen to you?
3: Everybody has a boiling point. I think my boiling point would be. When it comes to my doorstep, or if I happen to be walking around and it's brought right in front of me. so um, I I can see myself uh, going to jail for the first time for what one might call resisting arrest or assaulting an officer, which I would call uh, keep your hands off of me.
2: Right. Well, I I can tell you that's going to go poorly. The question
3: was, do you you think of violent things,
2: right? Wasn't that the question? Does it happen to you? I, I mean, I'm, I'm only being I, very I play, honest. Yeah, I
3: play out scenarios in my mind how I might respond to certain attacks, uh, how I might engage somebody. Does your who blood was get heated? Ma- you know, oh. do you get
2: all, you know, like a, your, your heart rate increase. You you just kind of feel this tenseness inside you.
3: I, I lost my temper in the kitchen the other day, and I uh, threw a butter knife across the kitchen and lodged it in a cupboard. What was that about? That was a,
2: some coworker or something. Uh, something with a friend. I guess I'm not talking about, um, you know, have you ever lost your temper? I'm What I'm asking is, do you think about things that uh, the government does, the police do, um, and they do them, I get the stories, every single day, doing this job can be stressful. I know, um, you know, but the listeners can tune in and tune out over months and, and, you know, they can listen for a few months, drop off when it's getting too much for them, whatever. I do it six nights a week and I've done it for eight years now or something like that. Ian, it, how long? Seven years? Yeah, uh, not that. And oh, oh I,
3: it gets to me, definitely. That's, okay. that's that's what brought me to Keen. Is it? It kind of destroyed me mentally for a long time. I didn't know what to do with that anger or that depression or
0: how to channel ah, it positively. That is a validation of what I said the other night on uh, this program about the loneliness factor. You had said earlier, Josh, that you would felt like you were the only one who thought about freedom in the way that you th- were thinking about it. You were frustrated by that, and I know that's not, uh, that's not a unique experience. There are a lot of people around the country who felt as alone as you did, and one of the reasons that we talk about the Free State Project a lot is to, to you know, point out to them that, hey, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel this way. But what I had suggested, and I think it was, like, yeah, it was last week on the program, I had suggested that the reason why there's so much of the gun polisher mentality, the violence is the answer mentality, just, you know, all, you can take my guns, lead first, that kind of mentality that you hear amongst the, a lot of the liberty movement. And you've heard it's, it on the show. You've heard it on this From show. Us. I've said it in the past, is because of the loneliness factor is because these are people who believe there is no hope. These are people who believe that they just have to arm up so that if the government comes after them someday, they'll be able to take a few of them out before they get taken out first and that it's it's that belief system perpetuated out over time leading them down the this kind of spiraling uh path of uh, of madness to collecting more uh, weapons and building bombs and you know doing who knows what to prepare for the day that the government comes for them whereas when you get together with other people other people like we have here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project many of whom are very peacefully minded and are looking uh, at peaceful solutions to society's problems that's when the other options start opening up for you. Because when it's just you, all by yourself, living out in the woods or whatever, wherever you live... Or in a booger hut. Yeah, you don't have anywhere else to go besides just take them out if they come for you. But if you're with a whole bunch of other people, all of whom are committed to peace, then once you've got non-cooperation opened up as an option, there are all kinds of things that can can be done that don't ever involve raising a fist or being violent.
5: Gun Day, Gun Day, Gun Day. Three days to exercise your Second Amendment rights for only $10 per person. October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. The world's largest machine gun shooting military gun show it is fun for the whole family. With machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and over 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. Call 502-922-4457 or visit KnobCreekRange.com. That's K-N-O-B, C-R-E-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-G-R-A
0: this is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial toll free 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line tonight. It's Ian with you. Josh and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including live streams, broadband version, dial up version, even a webcam. We give it all to you free. And you can hear them and see them at listen.freetalklive.com. Speaking of listening, Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and in every genre, Audible has it covered. You can get your free audiobook download when you sign up today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Uh, We're going to continue with your calls here in just one moment. Just want to continue. Uh, Josh, you were attempting to say something as we were going out to the break. We were talking about the hopelessness that so many liberty-minded people feel Mm. about the future and how that hopelessness and that despair leads them down a path toward this sort of preparation for the end times. To fall into the lone nut stereotype. They absolutely are. And it's so easy to do because you feel like liberty is so important to you, but nobody else cares. So when they finally come for you, you're going to go out blasting and you're going to take some of the status out with you. I know I've thought of those things in the past. I've thought of the, you know, the the violent scenarios have uh, have flashed through my mind. But as soon as I found the uh, the Free State Project and got excited about the idea of moving together with other like-minded people, then over time I found uh, a message of peace. Uh, I found that uh, that forgiveness and and understanding and compassion is a is a much better approach to solving problems than. Retaliation and and striking back uh, and and I, I it's been it's been being around people in this movement that has helped move me in that direction, so I think once you get around other people that also love liberty, the hope factor returns, and if you have hope again, then you don't have to be thinking about things like arming up and going out in a uh, in a blast of gunfire does that, that make sense that makes sense i mean I wasn't thinking violence,
3: but uh oh i have i w- I was lost I was going to yeah. consign myself to wander. Wander the continent on a bicycle for a while and see wherever I ended up. I
2: I I under, I understand having felt that way too, but I can tell you when I hear some news stories, um, and still and uh, but, but less often than it used to be, I've just like the only the solution that comes to me because well, it's okay to use force if it's been initiated against you, is to use force as, as a way to solve the problem. And it's really a bad solution whenever you're dealing with the government to use force. Absolutely. I, you know, um, we've, one, of the, one of the issues that Free Talk Live has had throughout the years, Ian, and you, you know it as well as I do, is that uh, the, it's, it's sort of been, some people have said, this is a depressing show. You guys always have bad news, Right. Sure, that's a critique leveled at us. It's been a critique leveled at us. And I've got to say that it's been tough for me to do the show sometimes because it used to be I didn't watch the news. There was a time in my life about 10, 15 years ago, I simply didn't watch the news, I didn't read newspapers, and my answer to that was I've gotten tired of getting lied to. I don't mess with that stuff anymore. But I obviously cannot do a issues, an issues-oriented show without addressing the news. And right. So I I have to read these articles, and I find them to be – Enraging at times as well Out- it should be outrageous right and and so, what does a red-blooded virile man do about things that
0: outrage him? He gets ornery
2: well he might decide that he's going to solve the problem with violence,
0: yeah but you've you've actively changed away from that it's You're not going to work
2: I mean how right. how is it look at the killdozer guy great example um, Ag- you know.
0: example after example uh, the guy that went in and capped some of the city council members uh we t- told that story. I think it was last year just walked in and started busting caps in uh the mayor and the city council and you know he is of course escorted as uh taking taken out as a as a lone nut. And there have been so many stories of the the, the lone nuts going in and, and doing violence and retaliation against the government. And by all means, the government has harmed these people. They have targeted them. They've targeted their businesses. They've ruined their lives. They've destroyed their uh, their livelihood. And so it's all understandable, to me at least. I being Having come from that angry perspective, I understand why they're upset. I understand why they went in there guns, uh, guns blazing. These are people who felt like they didn't have anything left to lose. They'd already had it all taken away from them by the agents of the state so i can't say i blame them for their response but at the same time, I also know that their response does nothing to further liberty in our lifetime. In fact, it actively works against it, because it just gives the state the ammunition they need to show liberty-minded people to be a bunch of nutters, and uh, decide to amp up the uh, the police state as a result of that. Just one more body to fuel the forge. That's all that something, someone like that is. Right. And, and ag- as I mentioned before, it's, it's lowering yourself to their level. They are the ones who are, are violent. They are the ones who Solve their problems through the, uh, the through the aggression against their neighbors. We should not be like them. We should not even think. You know, we should. If we think about being like them, we should put those thoughts aside and think about being the better man and forgiving them. Which is why I said that even Barack Obama and George Bush deserve forgiveness instead of some sort of nasty punishment, uh, because that's what uh, th- that's what's going to end this is to tell these government people, hey, look. At least I hope it will. Uh, to tell these government people, look, we know you've done wrong, and we don't appreciate it. But at the same time, we're not going to continue the process of doing wrong to try to solve past wrongs. We're going to just say, please stop, and we forgive you. That's, that's my approach now, and that's why I'm a member of the Keene Police Hugging Squad, to get out there <laughs> and to show compassion to these people, uh, to show them that uh, I'm a human being, and I would like them to behave as human beings should behave.
2: Well um I I agree with you on the the premise of not holding police officers or uh or soldiers military people uh responsible for the the, the harm that they have call,
3: caused in the uh the the Oh I think they're responsible for it. I just think
2: they should be forgiven. Them
3: responsible. Oh I will. Firebombing a village from the air does not make you a hero, no I, matter how much you want to play up that narrative. Sure, but um, I don't think that a, that, that you're gonna, I don't think you're
2: going to get many soldiers on your side, and I can tell you that I do believe that uh, that military members are great proponents of liberty, and, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean you and I know many of them. Um, so, if you want to hold them responsible and have a trial for each one of these people and punish each one of them, I agree with what you've said. however, if you want to punish each one of them,
3: how are you going to get them on your side you know I'm not talking about a formal punishment in in, in a court. I'm talking about that now um the, morally responsible that they sh- they can be held uh,
2: well you know I, I don't know that
3: I, I, I don't know if that matters yeah but. I don't
2: know if it matters so well um, the reason i don 't believe that you should do that is because there are a lot there are a lot of government people out there a lot of people work for the government i 've heard numbers in excess of fifty percent if you can count the government contracts and the people that work for the companies that have these contracts so um, I think from a practical standpoint, you simply cannot hold these people uh, responsible. However, when you talk about somebody like George s Patton, who said, um, as in the crossing of the SARS River uh, regarding his men, he said, I don't care if it takes a bushel of dog tags. We're going to cross that river at noon today when he could have waited five or six hours and uh, lost a third or a quarter uh, of the men, uh, you know, probably 25 percent of the, um, you know, the losses that you would have had. I mean, you don't think that guy's responsible for wholesale murder? Sure, he's responsible you don 't think he should face some kind of crime That's for that level of of, of, uh, of killing it 's criminal
0: negligence it's it 's awful it 's just awful I think that uh, if you 're in search of justice then you 've got the wrong uh, motivations I, I, you know there's, there's I want justice I do want a certain level of justice so why don 't you cut his head off and hold
2: it high for everybody mm-hmm. he 's good and dead well what do you what do you want him to do well at this point I'm just, sir, i 'm just using a good kitchen? example because it 's difficult to get modern-day examples of what generals have had because of, you know, the the freedom, the freedom of Information Act. Things change.
0: Well, you can rest assured the generals are ordering people's deaths in Afghanistan. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
5: The second annual Connecticut Liberty Forum is coming October 17th. Join Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, We the People Foundation founder Bob Schultz, author James Burloff, the Campaign for Liberty's Jim Azola, and more, discussing ways to protect our freedom. The Connecticut Liberty Forum, October 17th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Sheraton Hotel in Windsor Locks. Visit NHELD.com for more information or call 860-354-3590. That's 860-354-3590. Oh.
0: You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Josh. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. All those features, by the way, include the Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan there at facebook.freetalklive.com.
2: Guns, protests, smoking bans, biker rallies, comic conventions, Pork Fest, homeschooling, mortgages, pirates, hot chicks talking about liberty, and, of course, there's a puppet from outer space, thinktwicenews.com. Go there and subscribe today. It's thinktwicenews.com.
0: We're going to continue here uh, with your calls in just one moment, but to continue uh, briefly the discussion we've been having, about pacifism. It, it, that was what originally kind of sparked all of this discussion about kind of the, the liberty, pers- uh, the, the kind of the person in this liberty movement who comes from the position of, we got to get all stocked up, get ready to fight, because the uh, government's tyrannical, and we've got to fight them with violence. And I was suggesting that once you start getting around other people that also believe in uh, freedom and are willing to actually work towards it, as we're doing here in New Hampshire, the violent options become less and less Tenable, They become uh, less and less of uh, seeming like good options. It seems to me that uh, peaceful solutions are the ones that we want to be working towards because violence just feeds the machine. Violence just gives them exactly what they're expecting, exactly what they're trained to deal with, and exactly what they are hoping for. They want you to get violent because it's their excuse to retaliate with even more violence upon you. Violence they're good at.
3: You can be a peaceful warrior. You can be prepared for the inevitability of war.
2: I. I read that book, um, *The Peaceful Warrior*, and I'm I'm all for what it says in it. But I, I just why why use that that terminology? Um, like it's like saying you know a bloodless killer. I mean why why use the terminology peaceful warrior? I just I don't I just see no value in it.
3: Well, let me think about this one for a second. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that. Historically, there's always been a warrior class in a society. Yeah, yeah. They, they need not be raiders or conquerors, but the ones that had the skill, the strength, the conviction, the training and, uh, to defend. Those who couldn't defend themselves—that's the hallmark of a warrior.
0: Well, let's go back to the definition of pacifism because we were talking earlier about pacifism, and of course, the the call came in, and the questions always come up when you when you use the term pacifism. And it's it's as load, almost as loaded of a word as anarchist. In that, I think that it may actually be misunderstood. And Mark, your un- interpretation of the term pacifism, I have to say, may actually fit with the definition here. So I'm going to share that with you. But it was my understanding that what you were basically saying is that pacifism means that you uh you won't turn to violence and uh, to to solve your problems right that that's not something that
2: violence isn't, is is not a solution you know as far as i'm
0: concerned violence isn't a good solution to a problem it's not in your repertoire of right. uh, of options and we are talking about how well yeah if our wives or girlfriend or whatever are being raped then at that point we may decide to defend their uh, their I, I don't even like that term what
2: i'm going to do is i'm going to prevent further harm
0: Right so you're not engaging in that defensive action for the purpose of harming the individual that is is trying to rape your wife you're engaging in it for the purpose of stopping what is uh, what is being perpetrated is that is that correct? I, pre- preventing further harm, right. Right. Well, the, the definition of pacifism is, uh, according to dictionary.com, opposition to war or violence of any kind. But then when you go and you look, and, and, the, and then there's further definitions like the refusal to engage in military activity because of one's principles, um, the principle or policy that all differences among nations should be adjusted without recourse to war. So most of the definitions of pacifism have to do specifically war. to do with war in the military. But the number one definition, opposition to war or violence of any kind. So it leads me, of course, to wonder, well, what's the Dictionaries say about violence. And the number one definition of violence is physical force exerted for the purpose of violating, damaging or abusing. So by that definition, and I realize we're playing semantics here. but by that and I think words are important and definitions are important. So uh, by that definition, violence is only violence when the purpose is to violate damage or abuse. So the man raping or attempting to rape your wife is engaging in violence. Because he's attempting to violate, damage, or abuse. Whereas you, by stepping in and doing whatever you need to do to stop his act of violence, is actually not considered, by definition at least, a violent act. It's a defensive act. It, you know, it makes sense to me. I just violent don't want it to look you, at... It,
2: for me, it, it's just not about uh, you know, thinking about solutions in the form of violence.
0: But in that case, it would become violent if you did more than stopping it. Right? Because if, if he was trying to rape your wife and you uh, were you know successful in just a, being able to scare him off as opposed to cutting his head off uh, after you'd managed to scare him off, or shooting him in the back as he's running down the driveway or something like that, then you would have turned the tide, and at that point you would have become uh, the, the, your purpose would have been to violate to damage or to abuse, because mm-hmm. you would have gone over that proportional response, what we were talking about earlier with the, with the earlier caller. So, it sounds to me that, by those definitions, your perspective of being able to respond to stop the, the a violent act with whatever means necessary that are proportional to the violence is not actually in point of fact violent
2: right. and I can tell you that uh, you know some people in the uh, the pacifist movement, for instance the the Quaker church uh, you know I, I go i should say meeting um I go to Quaker meeting pretty much uh, weekly, and you know some people there eschew guns of any kind and i think that one can be a pacifist and still own a gun i don't see that there's uh, you know necessarily somehow a uh, uh, you know a, a,
0: a riff there i don't i think you're right and according to what i've just read that that makes sense so we continue with your phone calls and go to i think uh, dan is in pennsylvania you're on free talk live on the amp line hey dan
12: Hey guys uh well, before I get into my point, I wanted to say that you you know you said this is semantics, but in fact it's etymology uh violence comes from the same root of the word violate, which means that it uh it implies that you're violating somebody's rights. There's such a thing as defensive force you need not use the word violence in that uh you know in that category
2: Got it very good sir
12: okay um. Well, I did want to make a point about racism, but since Josh is there, and Josh, I understand that you are sort of a ex-leftist, socialist type.
3: Mm-hmm. I was confused at one point, yes.
12: Okay. Well, <laughs> well, there was a discussion a while ago about worker ownership of the, of businesses and stuff like that. And you know, Ian, you brought up the point about how, well, if you owned a, a business, how would the workers go about taking the business from you? And you said that it probably couldn't be done without violence, right?
0: Right. We had a Marxist, a self-proclaimed Marxist on the phones talking about this utopian world where all the workers would somehow gain control of all the businesses, and I just wanted to know from him how that would be accomplished. And he didn't really have a good answer because he didn't want to advocate for violence either.
12: Well, I have good news for uh, for the leftists, and I think that it's important that we discuss this because it's a good way to bring in those who are skeptical about hierarchy, even voluntary hierarchy. Into the side of liberty. And that is the fact that the whole employee employer relationship, the whole top down, you know, this guy controls tens of thousands of employees, uh, you know, and we call him the boss, that is basically a a holdover from feudalism. And it only exists today because the government creates an artificial shortage, or I mean, sorry, an artificial uh, uh, excess of labor through wage laws and making it difficult for people to start their own businesses. If there were no limit on the ability of people to start their own businesses, then what we would see is a lot of independent contractors who get together to form companies who would hire managers. And one contractor may work for a number of different firms, and uh, the manager could be fired just like today. Any employee can be fired, and it wouldn't even be a firing. It would just be a ceasing of um, of the association between these people.
2: You know, it makes it makes a certain amount of sense to me. the The fact is that uh, the the worker has the monopoly privilege on their labor. It's the one monopoly that uh, exists in the marketplace. I think legitimately, and uh, you know, they they should be able to work for whom they wish to work for. And in fact, you'll see it in uh, many careers where you know, if you're not talking about the very top or the very bottom of uh, careers, people can come and go as they please. I had a. uh, employer in the radio industry who decided to change my commissions out from underneath me and i didn't like it and within i think it was a month i had uh, gone and found some other place to work Mm -hmm. Uh, within a short period of time a couple of months a few months later i went in there to say hi to everybody and ian Ian was working there the guy offered me uh basically to double my pay to to come back and i'm like no so that's how the labor can decide. Thanks,
0: Dan, for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We'll try to sneak your call in here to the remaining moments of the program. The toll-free number, again, is 1-800-259-9231. And this is Free Talk Live.
6: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. We'll do our best to get your call on the air if you've made the call. I'm not going to give you the numbers at this point. There's no point Uh, because people on the lines, they want to talk about stuff. This is Free Talk Live. That means you are allowed to talk about what you want And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We give them to you, so enjoy those. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go to promote.freetalklive.com. And you can get a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, into more ears around the Internet, and help expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And not just that, but solutions uh, to how do we can achieve uh, liberty in our lifetime. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Oh, doggone it. Yeah, my, my, my microphone here. <laughs> also, go to
2: BigHeadPress.com. Uh, they have over there several online comics. Uh, two of them are serials that are going on right now. It's uh, Escape from Terra, which is a uh, it, it is a serial about people that are living on the asteroid belt between Mars and uh, Jupiter. And the other one is Phoebus Crumb, which is a Mars space pirate serial. But they also have some completed comics over there. Um, that I have really enjoyed the stories. Go to bigheadpress.com. All these comics are free and they're great, they're beautiful and they're you know enjoyable and and free.
0: bigheadpress.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. Corby is on the line in Florida on the amp line. Hello Corby. Hey guys, I just
13: want to um, thought this morning, I was sitting at work and kind of overhearing some of the guys talk about how drunk they got over the weekend, and it kind of dawned on me the difference between Prohibition and 1929, and now is that you know, back in 1929, probably your boss was like, yeah, the password this week is Joe sent me, you know, at the local speakeasy or wherever they were going to meet, you know, wherever the underground liquor place was that week, where the talk of the town was probably, hey, you know, can you believe these cops? You know, we can't even go drink or you know, it was probably very socially acceptable, but now my work is a bunch of straight, so I have to keep, you know, the fact that I took 20 bonnets on a Saturday to myself, and I can't go, damn, I can't believe I can't smoke legally. You know, I can't bring that up anywhere. They kind of make it, your job is at stake. I can't go be seen on Keen at 420, and, you know, I can't be a big lone idiot. Taken to jail, you know, showing up in Tampa to go to jail, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's very difficult. You're talking about the cannabis celebrations happening here in Keene, New Hampshire, that have been going on on a daily basis. One of the critiques that Julia was leveling today was that it's a bunch of kids. And it is a bunch of young people. Uh, it's mostly people, I would say, under the age of 25, maybe under the age of 23. There are several masks masked men. I don't even know who they might be. Well, that's true. And there are a handful of folks that are, uh, you know, in their middle age. And mm-hmm. it's not all young, young people. But it's mostly, I'd say, 85%, at least, uh, young people. And they are not the best dressed of uh, young You know, they're not all wearing business outfits. Or shoes. Uh, no, I mean, it's 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 a young group of people that... They probably don't have the same level of responsibilities in life that somebody who might have another 10 years on them does. And one of the reasons why you don't see people who have those responsibilities out there is because they're scared to death of what the consequences might be. They're scared of having some prohibitionist boss of theirs uh, come down and, and give them a, a, the pink slip because they were out at some sort of an event like that. They're scared of what the consequences might be of getting something like a marijuana conviction mm. on uh, on a, a permanent record. And it's unfortunate, but that's where we are, right? That's where most Americans are. They're scared to death of what the government can do and what the consequences could be of acting like free people. And until we get over that, until uh, people who have that fear can uh, overcome it, we're going to be stuck as uh, slaves. And that's the importance
3: of of these demonstrations in but I was talking to coworkers about it today, and it it appears they only think it's um, a bunch of useless donors who want to get together and smoke weed in public. And that's not it. It's about... Coming out of the darkness and not having to um, smoke it as like a gargoyle hiding in a cave for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Now it shouldn't be a deep secret that you keep from everybody that you know. So
0: Corby, I don't, I don't blame you for keeping your secret because you're right. There may very well be consequences, but I think that if yeah, you get a lawyer, sorry, no, by all means.
13: If I had a lawyer tell me once, you know, do all your drugs at home, and, you know, it's good advice. It's like I don't – I can't, be, you know, go to jail or risk my – you know, I can't feed my dog or come in jail or, you know, lose my apartment and those kind of things. So it's just – but I had a thought to how we could ever get rid of the government. It's kind of a little bit sci-fi, but if someone could ever invent a cheap, inexpensive force field, the government would be out of business where they would say, I order you not to put that on the Internet where people – if they would basically, if they could not use force against us, either bullets or tasers did not work. They would all just have to go home because we could just say, "Ah, eh, sorry, I don't want to do that." You did know, you
2: so. read "Visions of Liberty," a collection of short stories from Bain uh, Books?
13: No, I have not. Okay, go ahead and get something?
2: "Visions of Liberty." It's a collection of short stories through Bain Books. Uh, that's b a e n dot okay. com and. Exactly what you're talking about has already been uh, written by a uh, short story author. And it's a really great story, and i often thought of it myself.
0: Sounds like a great idea. I look forward to it, and uh, when somebody comes out with it, we'll be happy to plug it for them on the show. Thanks for the call, Corby. I, I appreciate it, sir. Yes, quickly.
13: Audible. Okay, the book, there's a book called Damon from audible.com, and I really recommend that. This guy, after his death, plans all this revenge against the FBI and stuff, but it's after his death, so they can't do anything to him. So it's a great book if anybody wants to get the Audible Spell book. Spell it. So. Uh, um, Damon, D-A-E-M-O-N. Okay. It's not a computer virus and he lets go after he dies, but it's a really cool book. So.
0: Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If uh, you let's... think about a force field, it's the
2: perfect defensive weapon.
0: Let us go to Jason in Michigan. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Hi. What's on your mind tonight, um, Jason?
7: I, I, I saw this uh, story on... Um, Uh, MSNBC uh, News there was uh, uh, in Georgia I think
11: it was they have these
7: um, they have this really strict law about sex offenders and uh, like they can't live within a certain distance of all these different places I can't remember schools, parks, sure yeah and and so basically what um, because of this and I think some other things uh, the, they are homeless. They can't find anywhere to live or anything, and the authorities like just told them to go live out in the woods or something. It's in the news
1: right now.
0: Yeah, this so is. Like, uh, it's not just happening in Georgia. It's happening in other places as well, where there are similar laws where they're not allowed to live within certain radius of things like schools and parks and things like that. And it is it is driving them out to the outskirts of town to places like scurvy mobile home parks where or some scurvy motel where that's the only place they can live, because it's the only place that's far enough away from all the places they're banned from living near. And it's essentially, it's creating a a real problem, because now you're driving all these uh, perverts, I mean, some of them, some of them are, some of them aren't, but you're driving the sickos to be living together in close proximity to one another. You are not exactly, encouraging
3: them to, like, mend their behavior and re-enter society uh, society civilly.
0: I can tell you, um, nothing more dangerous
2: than a group of perverts roaming around together right Right. i mean isn't that a terrible idea for your kids let's let's get all these guys together in one place i think it's
0: awful Mm. stupid and and I, i like your point josh that this is is completely discouraging to them it makes their lives so much more difficult and how are they supposed to ever engage in any kind of normal activities they won't they'll um prey upon
3: the weak again with the society that shunned them, if like Frankenstein's monster. It's further evidence that uh monsters aren't created. I mean they actually they are created. They're not born, they're created and grown like weeds.
2: Well I think that there's uh you know there's there's some nature and some nurture to it but do you, the question is do you want to take two monsters um, who may let's say that uh, these guys enjoy the the, uh, the the allures of young women well young women can sometimes fight these guys off and that's one of the dangers that they have but if they can go out in a pair mm-hmm. and they get get together and say, hey you like young women I like young women." Let's get together, and and we can have them, and then we can share them, and it'll be great.
3: you have got the secluded, wooded area that we know well. Right, we'll just drag
2: them off here. I mean, is this this where you want these guys to end up? Because that's what's happening in Georgia.
0: We continue with your phone calls. Alex is in New Hampshire. You're on the amp line. Hello, Alex.
13: Hey, guys. Have you ever seen the movie Taken?
0: Taken. No, what is that? Is that with Liam Neeson?
8: Yeah, with Liam Neeson. What is it? Well, uh, it's just a movie where a guy's uh, daughter gets kidnapped, and this guy's really badass. He's like Jack Bauer. And uh, I was at a uh, uh, a party in Seabrook o- over the weekend, and um, people were telling
12: me about this guy, Mike Ruff, and they say that this guy is the most badass freestater out there, and I was just wondering if he's anything like Liam Neeson or Jack Bauer.
3: I, I know Mike. He's actually the freestater that introduced me to this movement. Um He's got some stories. Uh, he was in the military for a long time. He he uh, he does um, firearm and defensive training, uh, but he also works as a mediator and yeah. uh, as an instructor to pupils. So he that's, he
2: that's the only thing I've heard about him is that uh, in fact he's an arbitrator and mm-hmm. uh, solves problems for people.
3: Very level-headed, very
0: nice man. Sounds oh, like a good thing.
8: Okay. I I heard that he was like a like a god.
12: Like he can just do anything, and he you know.
0: Well, I, tell you. I don't know much about that, but thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and I don't know if most of our listeners uh, know either. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it, it is the show about uh, about absolutely anything, but you kind of have to be careful uh, that you can, hopefully your anything will be relevant to our audience that doesn't know who Mike Ruff is. I mean, I live here in New Hampshire, and I've only heard his name. So, it has been Ian here with you. And Josh. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
5: As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with dnamail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with dnamail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution.